Hello. Hello, hello. Ladies. Hello. It has been a long, 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 long time since I've done a podcast. So let's hope we don't screw it up too bad. Yeah. Summer. I yeah, mean, summer's been kicking my butt. And it'll just be like a great mistake. Yeah. Well, tell everybody who's here I'm, with me. Oh, yeah. I'm Kaylin, um, and I am a doula motherhood photographer in Clarksville. And you've been here before. Yes. With Travis, who was squeamish. And so traumatized. Yeah. He was traumatized by the word pleasant. He's probably. <laughs> no, I think it was when you started talking about buttholes burning. Probably. He got a little, he got a little upset. I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> that's Fair true. Enough. All right. Yeah. Who'd you bring along with you? I brought my bestie here. I'm Elizabeth. I am a labor and delivery nurse. And mm. I've also recently been given the position as a charge nurse on the labor and delivery it's floor. Me. Promotion, boss woman. <laughs> and, <Not> I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I am Kimberly Garner, and this is Bourbon and Boca. Welcome. If I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's late at night. We've had long days. So, so we apologize yeah. ahead of time for whatever comes out of our mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Long days and long nights. Yes. And long nights, yes. yes. I work night shifts. So Oh my lant. I couldn't yes. do it. Yeah. I couldn't I was a nursing assistant work second shift and that three to eleven kicked my butt. I didn't know how the night people did it. And they came in and I was like, you're all nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I work seven to seven and I actually did a few day shifts, but then it was like in the middle of the day, it seems like every time I work a day shift, like the school calls me, or <laughs> yeah, calls me and yeah. it's like, you have to come pick up your kid. And I'm like, I I'm am busy. an hour and away and yeah. I work and I can't leave my patient. So it's like the one thing about night shift that works better for me personally is that like, even if I'm at home sleeping, if the school calls, I can be like, okay, I'll be there in five minutes and then I can just sleep while my kid watches TV. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Give him an iPad I mean, and a like, snack. Yeah. Here's a fruit Here's a granola bar. And stuff like that. I'm like, just go to sleep or like sleep in the bed next to me. Like yeah. I'm right here. You can but feel them get me. up. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, not for everybody, but I mean, that's me personally. Yeah. And Makes I'm, sense. I'm on the on-call life. So that's never knowing when I'm right. forever and ever. Like forever a, and ever. Having a very supportive husband is that yes. life. Is yes. And older is. kids. Yes. I think the older kids help. Yes. yes. Not to say my husband doesn't support me. <laughs> he leaves that a lot of time. <laughs> um, but he's military. He's gone a lot. So yeah. I mean, like I have a very, like I have a village yeah. yeah, and that's what's required. Mm -hmm. Where are you from originally? Originally, I am from Texas. Um, Where in Texas? Um, Georgetown, Texas, which is near oh, Austin. Is. Okay. Um, and then I went active duty military. <gasps> that's right. I always forget that. Right. About you. So mm -hmm. I went to Texas A&M for a little bit and didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Went active duty military. Um, I did aviation. I met my husband at Fort Rucker. We came to Fort Campbell, spent some time in active duty. Then I had like a few babies and I was like, <laughs> maybe, <I'm done> here. <laughs> maybe both of us don't yes. need to be active duty. Yeah. Um, and somebody, I don't know how those people do it. Like somebody needs to take care of our kids. So like, let's, I mean, we both had a very dangerous job being in aviation. So yeah. I feel like that's part of it. Like, I feel like yeah. maybe I had like a dust job and be like, yeah, yeah. I can still do this. But, but even then though, you still deploy, like I'll see wives sure. asking on the wives page and they'll be like, my husband's active. But I'm thinking about going active myself and we have three kids and all this stuff. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? It's scary. <laughs> like, yeah. it's I, I, scary. Especially once the kids are already like, I just can't. I get when you're both active and then kids come. Yeah. I mean, like some people do it and it works for them. Like not um, according to the wives page. <laughs> it always seems to be real messy. <laughs> it worked for us for a while. But then yeah. like once we had like yeah. number two and three, we we're like, okay, it's too much. Like, yeah. That makes sense. Too much. And then he went like, like did the whole like his stuff yeah. thing that it's like he's gotten a lot more and it's like okay like let's figure out like what works i'm glad you say you. secret squirrel stuff too because I, I say that squirrely things yeah. <laughs> secret squirrel stuff. Yeah. yeah so then you 
So did you ever leave Campbell or when you came here, you've been here this whole time? We have been here this whole time. Dang, that's Since a long time. Since like 2011 or 2012. Oh, you've been here a long time. Yeah. I thought we've been, been here a long minute. time. We've been here a hot minute. And then Kaylin's from around here, kind of. Kind of. I've been in Clarksville since 05, but I've been in Tennessee since 02. But I'm originally from California. But Clarksville's home now. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you've been, been here, here long. Here long. <laughs> it's home. Yeah, you They've adopted you now. Cheatham County, right? Yeah, I went to high, I finished high school in Cheatham County. Oh, I've been I wear the rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> I went from being the only white girl that I was like, where are the people of color? Like, this is weird. <laughs> Welcome to Tennessee. Yeah, I was like, this is really weird. I've, I've been in Clarksville so long that Tiny Town was a t- like one way. Yeah. Like there was only I've heard two people lanes. talk about that. Yeah. Like it was only the airport and now mm-hmm. it's like everything. But I feel like yeah. even 10 years ago like yeah. there just wasn't that much on time like not like there is now like the the houses and the suburbs and whatnot like there just yeah. was not as much i think the guys leave and then come back six months later and it's like there's a whole new subdivision <laughs> oh yeah well now that we've gotten best barbecue oh uh, listen <laughs> did you see my post <laughs> trust contest anyway Uh, which i feel like i've discussed before but i was like what yeah i've been to memphis yeah and anything in texas i would assume is better than clarksville barbecue Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah yeah and kansas like kansas Kansas was on there that made sense but clarksville number one i was like no we're also the number one place to live i know who is paying people off though i mean i actually I, i can see part of the number one when it was cheaper and yeah. we were so close to Nashville, but like now you wonder, is that still a thing? But yeah, I don't, there's no way that it's still a thing. But anyway, yeah. I know Kaylin because we're both photographers. Yes. And we are part of a group that drinks margaritas. Yeah. We, <laughs> we bonded over to Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, and tacos. And then we've, we like to go out dancing together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we knew each other, but then it was funny because I was at a friend's house. They were actually our backyard neighbors. Yeah. And they had a pool. And so we like made them our friends. Yes. Yeah, and then I met Liz there <laughs> yeah. because you knew them because the guys worked together. Yeah. And then I think I figured out you had a that picture. Kayla and I were friends. Well, I think I'd seen a picture she'd taken of your little girl. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the same. And then, yeah, yeah like, so yeah. it's funny. Like I've been here long enough. Like, I didn't want them to move us because I've been here long enough that, like, if I go out, I see people I know. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's like when you move all the time, it feels like home. Yeah. And now when I go back sure. to Wisconsin, I don't know anybody. And I they know. talk funny. And, right. You yeah. Know, they look at me like I'm talking funny. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's you. All of but- a sudden, you're the stranger. <laughs> yeah. So it is. So it's funny how it all seems to connect. But how do you two know each other? So, um, the neighborhood that we live in, mm-hmm. um, Kaylin, we lived there for a little bit and then Kaylin moved there. And the only bus stop in the neighborhood was like oh. right in front of my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Both good I and bad. Met, <laughs> I met Kaylin at that, at that bus stop. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, because like I just got a new dog and I live in his name is oh. Castle. His name is Castle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Frank Castle after like the Punisher, whatever. Yeah. We call I him thought. Castle. He got out. He was a puppy. He got out and he like ran out in front of the bus or whatever. <laughs> oh, and no. And I like run out and I'm like yelling at him. I'm like, Castle, Castle. She thinks that I'm saying asshole. asshole. Oh. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm sorry. Did you name me Can dog? you stop yelling <laughs> at the front like, of the children? Oh, there's kids around and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah. My dog's name is Castle. No, like, I thought. I was like, oh, you're. Your dog's name is asshole. We will be friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, yeah. we should be friends. We yeah. should I be mean, friends. To be fair, he is an asshole. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And then actually, 
Kaylin actually had not been taking, I'm like going to totally like toot my horn about yeah. like Kaylin's success right now. Oh. <laughs> I would like it. to take. <laughs> I'm totally not responsible. For it. But Kaylin and I have been taking pictures for like quite a while. And then yeah. she like mentioned that she was a photographer. I'm like, oh, like we yeah. need family pictures. And she didn't say no. <laughs> so just then start. <laughs> I kind of just kept bugging her about it. And she, she finally did it. Yeah. Were you shooting then? Um, I had been shooting. I had taken like a maternity leave when I got pregnant with William. And then at the time I wasn't driving. I didn't have a driver's license and Tom was deployed. So the the driver's license thing forever blows my mind. It always freaks you out. (laughs) I was like, well, you know, like I can't before Tom would take me to locations. I did't have that anymore. So I wasn't shooting at the time. And like I can do it. Give me a ride. I was like, no, dude, I'll take you. We live right next door. She was like, I will literally pick you up. I will pick you up. Let's go. What were you shooting? then was um, it because it wasn't always just like you did you start like the way the rest of us start with yeah shooting anything, I, yeah. <laughs> anything I, that people I, let us i started in craigslist oh my gosh i know back in two, that sounds terrifying <laughs> no it's more dangerous that's how you get even, murdered man no like what's even more terrifying is that these clients were newborn clients that they oh, found me yeah they should have been scared they too been more terrifying yeah. um and but, then your spicy self shows right? up i was like hi no because i started in a cab in, no <laughs> in, in my in my kitchen we had oh. a small house and we designated this like little part of the wall and i had like little tiny props and stuff like that and so i i start actually yeah so you tried the more pose newborn kind of i did i did the more pose newborn i did i've always been around babies yeah i've always just been around newborns and then i did a couple of births around that time and then i really got into cake smashes i did cake I smashes for i know till i got hand foot and mouth that one time because yeah. oh god <laughs> yeah. to the point that i was like i wanted to name i wanted to change my name to let them eat cake photography. oh yeah, yeah 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 so i was like that was going to be my thing and then i had a whole studio and then i got pregnant and we moved out of that house and everything happened really fast and i just decided to to stop for a yeah. while so i i was on like a a good two and a half year break um and then Elizabeth she was like was take like, my family pictures no, I'm, she's like i'm picking you up i bought the pumpkins we've already bought outfits i have an outfit yes. Yes. no like, i mean like i really was like persistent yeah. about it Unfor- i mean like and i'm like I hate to say that i was like being incredibly annoying but she never said no i never she never i don't know she does really she never was like no i don't just, know i don't feel comfortable i was just like hey like you're a photographer like you could do this yeah uh, let's and, go do it like i mean like totally like low and risk. your kids like, are cute we They're are so just cute. going like wherever you want to go like yeah. if you want to so go where'd you go so actually before like right by it was fall i assume yeah pumpkins and it was right behind oakland elementary before they built the houses yeah there was a barn there oh Oh. At the dead end of Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Did they tear it down? Yeah. Well, they built. There, not to mention, there's like a cemetery on that there street. Was, right nice. There was like a little was, private cemetery mm-hmm. next to a playground. Yeah. By the way, it's next yeah. to a playground. There's a cemetery. There was like a playground. There was random cemetery. I'm like, can we go over to the cemetery and take pictures? No. That's fun. Yeah. It's October. Let's it's do it. October. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a theme, there's random cemeteries everywhere though. There's yeah. like that one on Tiny Town. Crystal yes. Larson mm-hmm. has one in her yard. No, thank that you. That she did. We went over for a cookout and I was like, what is that? Like, if you ever drive down like Merriweather, Mm -hmm. like where it turns into Oakland and like goes past, there's that like tiny little cemetery in between those two houses. It's weird. Have you ever seen that? Like that little It's probably because it was a private property. They buried somebody in like, 
I suppose you could paint it's it like a and put them somewhere else. But cemetery that like when Andon it's was a no for me. When Andon was little, he called cemetery zombie gardens. Oh, lovely. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, so then after that, <laughs> she's, she's like <laughs> speaking. Back, speaking you're going to keep us on track. I can feel it. <laughs> so let's fast charge two nurse years, in us. <laughs> <laughs> two years later. Kaylin is a published photographer, like on all these like birthing magazines and everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm responsible for that. <laughs> yeah. She I would like to totally take credit not. for yeah, getting her back on all. the horse. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because if it wasn't, weren't for her, like her talent and her drive and like how great she is at what she does, then she would obviously not be published barf, at all. Like bar for sure. <laughs> no, let's I, don't, like, I don't like it. Let's don't like it. No, let's compliments get make me uncomfortable. For a moment because like Kaylin does not take compliments she, well. Like No, whatsoever. I don't either. She's it's already turned like look. I don't like she's when, like turning red in her seat. But I'm no. just gonna say that like the reason that Kaylin <laughs> is so good is because of her own drive and her own hard work and the fact that she's incredibly talented. So she is, but I think a lot of it too is personality. Yeah. Like the yeah. you can't go into like can you imagine me in a birth? I mean, like I could do it as your backup, <laughs> but like I'm yeah. not as emotional. I, like, yeah. I didn't even cry when my own kids were born. Yeah. My husband probably did, but I, I, I would be okay yeah. shooting it. I, the pictures would be great. Yes. I, I, all of it, the whole thing. Like, I don't think it always frustrates me. <laughs> I'm sure we've discussed this before, <laughs> but the people who get into pose newborn photography yes. with no experience, yes. weddings with no experience yes. and birth photography with no experience. Like you can't, First of all, you can break the baby in the pose newborn, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but you can't take back the birth or the wedding. Like you yeah. screw that up you can't and they're schedule it. Yeah, you yeah. can't like be like, oh, oh, I have COVID. I messed that up or anything. Yeah. Anything. So, yeah. My kid's not feeling well. I don't have childcare. My husband didn't come home from a trip. Like yep. whatever yep. it is, like you can't. It cannot be rescheduled. No. It cannot be redone. Sure. If you screwed it up, it's done. Like, yeah. like, so I don't, it frustrates me the people getting <laughs> into it and it, then. Yeah. They get thinking they, they just, oh, cute babies. Mm-hmm. and Because even besides being able to have, if you have the talent or not, or yeah. if you have the availability or not, or if you have the childcare or not, it goes deeper than that. Well, it goes and, way deeper than that. And weddings and like birth are in lighting situations that you can't entirely predict. control yeah. or predict. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And it's like, if you have no experience in the like exposure triangle, you don't need to be jumping into the most difficult <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, most difficult and should be most expensive mm-hmm. things. Like it's, yeah. it's yeah. wild to me. And I mean, like having been part of like over a hundred births in the past yeah. year, like there are moments within that birth that are like split seconds. Oh yeah. That you, you only have that time to capture right. in those split seconds. Like the moment that the mom first lays eyes on that baby. Yeah. The moment that the dad first lays eyes on that baby. And, and to do and it at like, angles that are not. Exactly. Immodest, you know, like, because there might be some things going on. (laughs) And like capturing, being able to like capture those moments on those parents' faces, like them, that they're meeting this life that they created and everything. Yeah. And somehow Kaylin's able to like capture those moments. Like I've never seen anybody. Have you two ever worked together? We have. (gasps) You have? Yeah. Did it, was it a surprise when you were like, oh, and like, no, we we try. um, (laughs) We've like tried to coordinate this so many. I'm like, okay. I'm like, when are you working? Yeah. Every time she has somebody that's like, she knows is delivering. Yeah. At the hospital I work at, I'm like, she's like, are you there? West Elizabeth. Like no matter what, just request her. Just, just request Even her. if you get see there if, during the day. Give it to you. Yeah. If you're going to be there during like, you never know your labor bank person. Tonight. Yeah. She yeah. works tonight. Just request her. Just, just have it in the notes. Even if you've already delivered, like request her for your recovery. <laughs> for postpartum. Like, yeah. I mean, it's been, yeah. Like we're so a couple times or just trying. like once. <laughs> so, no, like two or three times. Right. Was it easy? Births or were names, they? But I don't want to say names. Oh, yeah, I don't think, say names. I think yeah. Three. 
Dang, that's a lot. That's more than I expected. I actually told you, thought you were going to tell me no. Maybe four. Okay, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're doing math. We're doing math right now because we don't want to say names. Without saying like. And then. Four. That's crazy. Four. That's amazing that you managed to. Well, I suppose you didn't finagle it every time. It just maybe happened. Yeah. I mean, it, and it generally just kind of happens where I'm like, hey, this is her due date. Yeah. You know, we're, we're approaching or, you know, this is when she's going to be induced or whatever. Are to be you fair, working like most people are, are in labor greater than 12 hours like that. Yeah. Norm yeah. Is to be in yeah. Labor so it's going to be. Yeah. Especially if it's your first baby. Yeah. yeah. So, um, People that get like during the so day. So that's not like an, a, and then an old like, wives tale. First baby's going to take longer. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Last baby takes not as long. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound Unless culturally no complica- insensitive, but like if you're like, uh, like. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. I know. Okay. Statistically, <laughs> like people, like for some reason, like people have Hispanic oh. or Latina like backgrounds yeah. are just really great at having babies. So really? Sometimes, really are. sometimes so they weird. come in, it's their first baby mm-hmm. and they're like close, thick, high, whatever. And then like four hours later, we have this baby that they like barely had to push for. They have no tears. And they're just like, great. Here's my baby. Dang. I'm going upstairs. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know maybe why that is. Maybe it's just a thing. Like so, redheads like, and anesthesia. <laughs> like, maybe they're just no. like, I mean, it's just one of those things. And it's obviously not, um, there are obviously exceptions to the rule. Yeah. But like anytime that like I'm looking like at the list and trio. Yeah. Like of people that are going to come back and then I'm like, oh gosh, like here's somebody of Hispanic origin. <laughs> They'll be fine. <laughs> has, like has already had three babies. Like get ready for a stop. Get ready to let's catch. Like, <laughs> let's just yeah. go set up a room and let's call the doctor now. That's yeah. so um, funny. Just because that is something like, I've never heard. I don't, I don't know what it is, but like, do other nurses know this? Like this yes. is a, oh, okay. 1000%. So like, some other nurses listening to this going, yep. Yeah. Like I'll go to one of the nurses and I'm like, Hey, we have a Hispanic ball tip. That's like a G4 P3, which means they've, it's their fourth pregnancy and they've already had three yeah. kids. And they're, they're like, like, oh, okay, I'm going to I'm hurrying. I'm, I'm going to go ahead fast. and just, I'm going to override fluids on another patient so that we can have it in the room and like have like IV stuff ready. Because like, I mean, like That's when you talk funny. about, yeah, I mean like yeah. the majority, like, so I myself have delivered like probably like eight babies mm-hmm. where like the doctor's not in Didn't the room. Didn't make it. Yeah. Um, I feel like part of that is because like I'm super nosy. Um, <laughs> I would be so, too. So like anything that anytime like even whenever I'm not the charge nurse, anytime anything's going on in the floor, you're like checking like, it out. Like I'm like, oh, somebody needs help. I'm like running there or whatever. Like one of them, like a because couple of these deliveries. Oh, like, she's trying to. Oh gosh, uh, I don't know if I want to go back to school. But like a couple of the deliveries have been like where it's not even my patient. Where like I've just run in there and like this person has been about to deliver like precipitously, which means that like baby's just coming. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, and then it's like what we call like a nurse delivery as Mm -hmm. opposed to, which is funny because I myself was a nurse delivery. Like, oh yeah, make it. And I was born and the nurse delivered me. That's funny. Which is kind of full circle. And I have people that have been working there longer than me and still have not delivered a baby. You just, you and got a magnet I on you. delivered like eight of them. And I think part of that is because I'm just super nosy and I'm like, just oh, something's there. going on. I have to go in there. Um, I'd be nosy too. Yeah. I mean, I that's am. Just, <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how I roll. Like, yeah. I'm so just nosy. <laughs> the, the, the elephant in the room, is that what the thing? Pink yeah. Ele- elephant? Pink elephant. What's pink, pink elephant? Pink elephant is like drugs to me. Oh. I think it's so Dumbo. It's just the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. yeah. Do nurses and doulas like each other? That is the big elephant. We like each other. But yeah, you just like each other though. (laughs) You like each other either way. I mean, I feel like I help 
encouraged Elizabeth on this journey that for labor and Oh, you guys too. take credit for each other's success, yeah, we huh? Do. How we nice. Do. How selfish <laughs> of us. How self-centered. I'm the reason she's But successful. if you both do it, I feel like it balances think, out. No, but I think that even before I got into labor and delivery, I think Kaylin like kind of opened my eyes to like um So you what know, did you like, do? So you were a nurse. But she, then she was in nursing school. I went straight. I went straight to labor and delivery. Oh, okay. So yeah. I was straight um, out of nursing school. Because I don't know. I mean, like, I just have a passion for this thing. That's like really like I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like yeah. if you want to be a labor and delivery nurse, anybody that works in labor, labor and delivery, you have to be like the, um, and it's really fast paced and everything. And it's just like, I love being part of something bigger than me. Yeah. And like every single baby that is born is a miracle. Yeah. It's a miracle of life. Yeah. And so I get to be a part of that every single day whenever I go to work, sometimes more than once. Right. Sometimes not at all. Sometimes it's just like helping a woman through the, like labor through the night and then she gets to deliver on the next shift. Yeah. Um, but you've still been a part of that. Yeah. Um, I, I know my part when I had Harper, my nurse was with me all day yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't have her till like seven, but I think she was supposed to be off at, you know, like she was day shift and she's like, no, I've been here all day. I'm staying. And she Aww. did. She stayed like another hour just to see Harper oh, yeah. being born. Done that. To be fair, I pushed her out real quick. So yeah. I was, that. <laughs> I was like, like, I got you. I'll get you out of here. I mean, yeah. like there's certain mothers that, and like even like dads too, because I don't want to leave them out. Like they're part of this process also. Um, that like you just get attached to like yeah. even like the second that you bring them back for their induction or they come from triage and they're in labor you're just like oh my god oh, i love like, them yeah we like i love them We're like coming i want to be barbecues here. now like, yeah, yes. <laughs> we're friends <laughs> yeah and that's how i've had like i have we've moved so much but i'll get a doctor here and there or mm -hmm. like i i love the urgent care i go to now i yeah. freaking love those people yeah like i tell them anything they tell me all their stuff too yeah. <laughs> i'm like i just right. love you so yeah. it is like in photography is that that's my favorite part of photography most of the, the time is meet new people, people and yeah. then there's some people you connect with more and some dads yeah. are not feel, pleasant you wish yeah. they'd not come but it is what it is for first. Yeah. yeah oh yeah Sometimes so tell me well, some dad stories and I feel, you got any good ones i feel ones? like we can talk about yeah. um the last birth that we worked together yes um without naming names because yeah. first of all i thought did a dad pass out no. did he puke no, oh. no. It was, <laughs> so it was actually yeah. a. Um, it was two moms. It was two moms. Oh, okay. Um, I think I saw those pictures. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and um, it's funny because it's one of those things where how was was that different than a mom and a dad dynamic? Two women. Uh, I feel like yes, but no. Yeah. Because um, first of all, there's like there's varying degrees on just like there's varying degrees on women that are in labor and how they are reacting to things right. like just like there's moms that like, I don't want any in intervention whatsoever. Yeah. And there's moms that are like, I want all the interventions. Yeah. That's me. No. And there's moms <laughs> that want all the interventions that come in and it's not time because yeah. like they just come in and yeah. like they spit a baby out. And they're yeah. like, Dang it, I really want an epidural. And oh, so yeah. now, You're like too late. So now I'm traumatized by that. Yeah. And there's moms yes. that wanted a natural delivery, but don't get it. Mm -hmm. And they're like traumatized by the fact that they even have to have an epidural. Yeah. Um, like, and so, but there's also varying degrees of like dads also. There's dads that just like sleep on the couch all yeah. freaking night. Like, and complain about stuff probably. Right. Like there's dads. Complain about how to sleep on the tiny little couch you made it. I talk did. about that. Absolutely. I While your say, wife like, is in labor, so you idiot. our couches, like the, the back folds out. And I always make a joke about like, you can fold out this couch. It gives you like a really luxurious extra six inches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's <laughs> really not here. a lot. Because... <laughs> 
Because you know what? But a bump. Because we like. Because honestly, like we kind of don't care about the dads. Like I'm no, sorry, like I mean, dad. Like well, if you pass out during this delivery, I'm just gonna step. Leave out. you and there that, until like, we'll ready. worry about that later. But yeah. there is this whole thing about like dads that are su- like or partners. I should yeah. say partners. Yeah. That are super super supportive and wonderful, and then there's some that are just like not. Yeah. Meh. Playing video they're games. Just, <laughs> they're just kind of there, and it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay, and it's okay to be one way or the other. Like anywhere on the spectrum, like it's their journey, it's their birth. Like we are there just to help facilitate. I know, that's why you hire a doula. Um, yeah, because if they suck, because yes, the nurse, have like, support. the nurse's <laughs> focus is the mother and child, yeah. as where my focus is the entire family. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, and and to go back to your question about being at like, do we get along? What is the relationship between yeah. nurse and doula? Although we get along great, and <laughs> not to say we don't have disagreements. No, like we, we'll get into those. We'll yeah. we a hundred percent don't agree on everything, and and that's totally fine. But as a doula, um, me personally, because <laughs> I had an aunt that was a labor and delivery yeah. nurse, and she's who inspired me to get into birth work. I fully respect the nurses. Right. Um, job and responsibility and her part in this story. Um, so I think that kind of sets me apart from some other doulas maybe. Um, Absolutely. And com- oh yeah. I, I, yeah. And conversations yeah. that I've had not only with Elizabeth, but other, uh, but lab- you're very open-minded about stuff. Like I, I think am. you genuinely want to have the, for the sure. best for, all the information yeah. and the best for everybody where yes. some people get stick stuck in a like, well, and I think that there's know. two ways also because yeah. there's yes. nurses that I work with that are just like, Oh, they have a doula. Uh, crap. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I feel like... I don't know why that would be... Because, I guess unless because, the doula okay, kind of... Let's give an example. I have heard a doula difficult. tell a patient before, like, you need to refuse everything that you can oh, no, just to yeah. refuse it. And I'm like, okay, but like, that's not really yeah, Or realistic, um, <laughs> depending on what it goes but down. There's, and I mean, and there are nurses that have worked for a long time, and that's the majority of what they have seen. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so there's a lot of nurses that are like... That are on the opposite end of the spectrum. That they're are already like, jaded from they poor don't want to work with doulas, and then they like go and tell their patients, like, you know, your doula doesn't have any actual formal education. I'm like, yeah, but you had a formal education, but most of what you learned was on this floor. So let's be like more open minded, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like between Kayla and I, like, I feel like I'm on this end of the spectrum where like I want to work with all the doulas and like make us a team, yeah. right? Because I feel like regardless of what. Like, Kaylin may think one way, I may think one way, but, like, at the same time, we're on the same team. If your goal's the same. We're trying to let this patient, this client, have the delivery that she wants, but at the same time, like, making everything safely for her and for baby. Right. Um, And where I feel like that way, and I I think Kaylin's on that spectrum, too, where she's like, you know, let's treat the doctor and the nurses and the medical staff like they are on our team as opposed to like trying to just oppose each other. Yeah. Yeah. And there are doulas that are like, no, like the medical staff is not on your side. You need to just refuse everything. And there are nurses that are like, doulas are not on our side. Mm -hmm. They just want to refuse everything. Right. And so I think that there's a balance between that, that I mean, like, I don't want to like toot my own horn. Or <laughs> I yes, mean, I'm always do. trying to toot my own We're already I past feel that. Like that both of us, yeah. I feel I like we that, tooted already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that both of us try to meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the reason that, like, we can be such good friends. And also, like, the two of us come together a lot to discuss about, like, our opposing roles and, like, the things, like, the things that I feel like are important versus the things that she feels like are important so that we can see each other's perspective. Yeah. Where like, do the doctors fall in this? Uh, 
dipped up pens on the doctor. I feel like they come in for a minute. Yeah. And they get all the praise and glory. When my my clients are pregnant, a lot, I think a lot of the prep work that I do is making sure that you're confident in your provider. Yeah. Because if you feel like your provider is actually listening to the wants that you are like your birth desires, your wishes, your fears, your concerns, and they're on the same page with you. Yeah. You don't have to fight. Right. Because you've already had those conversations. You already know where you stand with your provider. That's why it's so important that if you are having these conversations with, with your provider and they are not responding Like if you're, well, you're going, oh, I'm going to bring a doula and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, I've, I have heard providers say doulas don't have a job. They don't have a purpose. I'm going to be with you your whole labor. And as a labor They're doula, not there the whole time. They're not. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm very big of like, if you are not comfortable in pregnancy, then mm-hmm. you, how do you expect to be comfortable and feel when safe? When you're so vulnerable. When yeah. you're in labor. So that is huge. So I, I really, I educate and I try to really empower that part of it. So when mm-hmm. we come in, we're not coming in with guns blazing, you know, blazing yeah. because I feel confident that my, my client has a provider that's listened to them, heard them and understands their birth desires and wishes that we're not coming in having to fight. Cause we've already had these conversations and we've already made sure that we've eliminated providers that are possibly not going to, to line up good, with that. Right. Um, nurses a thousand percent matter. Um, I have told clients before when they've come in and they really want this natural birth or they're really wanting, you know, X, Y, and Z, if they have a nurse that is showing resistance or, um, maybe a whole lot of doubt. Right. And not just very loosely, but a very firm, like, okay, yeah. Bad sure. attitude. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You're going to go <laughs> sure. all natural. You know, you can fire or replace anybody on your birthing team at right. any point. So, um, I feel like my including client, your doctor, exactly. Including your provider, but even during out. labor, you can say, no, you're not touching me anymore. Get out. We're done here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the hospital. Or even the hospital. You can switch we, hospitals. Like we've had people recently that have come over, like been tr- in labor that have uh-huh. been treated at other hospitals and been like, I just don't <laughs> like what's going on here. And they've just come over to our hospital. Yeah. Left. And they've yeah. been like, they've been like, I am in labor. I'm already six centimeters. Oh my don't. goodness. They're like, I, I hate what happened at the other hospital yeah. and I want to be treated. And I'm here. done here. Mm-hmm. Oh my um, gosh. And I'm like, Okay. It hasn't happened to me personally, but I'm like, I'm sure that's happened. I'm not trying to say that like, you know, oh, my hospital's so great. Like, I do think it's great, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't work Work there. there. Yeah. um, You know, like, it's it's a personal preference. And if like, you don't feel safe, you don't feel like you're being heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and this is something for anybody who's in labor at any time, rather like nurse or doula, whoever's telling you this doctor or whatnot. But like, if you don't feel like you're being heard, and you don't feel like you're getting the care that you deserve, mm-hmm. you should go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if you're in labor. I don't care how far along you are in your pregnancy. Yes. You always have that option. You have the you Yeah, but then I'd have, have the baby the on the side of the highway or something. Did you safer. have a client that yeah, you I were w- like on your way and like, didn't she end up on the news? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <Or> the, <laughs> I feel like there was somebody who like delivered on the side of I-24. <laughs> God, no. no. Are you talking Don't, about like the one my where future? you were? Oh, <laughs> no. My, I swear oh I thought. I can't wait for the day that a patient pulls up in the garage and has a baby in the garage. Oh, I'm yeah. like pulling into work and I'm like, oh, you yeah, yeah, let me yeah. help you. That is like the epitome. <laughs> your dream. <laughs> that's like the epitome of, that's like my life goal. Like, epitome for my It's a Grey's Anatomy career. episode like, right there. I pull up in the garage. I feel like it happened on ER. I'm like, somebody's like in the garage like delivering a baby yeah. and I have to but that's like my dream no I, I, um, I've done obviously. that <laughs> where no 
obviously traumatic garage, obviously traumatic yeah. for that mother and whatever but i'm like ooh, like but that would just be like so like wonderful like you mean like adrenaline like a, you just want that adrenaline so wonderful for me yeah i don't wish that on anybody but however, i would tell like, my grandchildren if that's <laughs> if that's what ha- that that's what's happening to you i would love there. To, i would love to support you through that process so if anybody thinks they're going into labor and they're on the way to the hospital call this call it i meet you there no i will like pull up on the side of i-24 and deliver your baby if i have I, to in I the have, back of a car i have I'll had like it. a home transfer oh and they left like 15 minutes they left the house to go to the hospital yeah and i had to i had to stop and get gas oh, and no. so because i literally that was the birth i didn't even have a bra on oh because she her past was this the tornado one no oh. no we should talk about the tornado yeah, one now i literally like drove the whole way down 24 like seeing looking at every single car pulled over expecting to it see to it be to be her with her yeah it was actually up. sarah from midnight margaritas oh sarah yeah, yeah. i well because her other births happened so quickly yeah she called me and well, she was like, like ninth kid yeah she was like it's time <laughs> and i was like oh my god i don't even have a bra and i like couldn't find a bra so yeah i just recently told her like a year and a half later that i was at her birth with no bra, no bra. Um, but yeah the, tor- the tornado birth is probably like you you said your garage birth will be the birth it, you know if that happens that you would tell your greg this, the tornado birth is mine um well it was was it last year it was december it was a weird time of year that we were mm-hmm. having tornadoes first it, of all yeah it was just recently this past december and i think i was in the closet with my well i think my girls were spending the night at somebody else's house That's and scary. then i wasn't yeah but it was friends and their house yeah. was probably set up better and then <laughs> i'm like in a closet with my son who's gigantic yeah. and like the dog and the cats and it was yeah but your, yeah. your story's better. I was just yeah. in the closet listening <laughs> no. to the news. <laughs> um, so I had a client who, you know, had requested me to come over. She had been in labor for a little bit. And part of the gig is I come over and just see things, check things out, see if we're actually, like a gander. You know, I'm like, okay, is this pot stirring? <laughs> yeah. You know, are we bubbling water? Um, and from her, obviously I don't do cervical exams. I'm a doula. Right. I am not certified for that. So I, I have to go based off of experience, by, based off contraction patterns, sounds, et cetera. So in the time How span that I- people are acting. Yeah. Yeah. By the time, like uh, about 30 minutes after I was there, her contraction pattern had changed, got closer together. Her behavior had changed. She was very vocal. So I decided it was very quiet. Uh, yeah, no, which was, is the only time in my life. Yeah, right? <laughs> Honestly, like, different people have different, different reactions. Yeah, yeah, like it felt labor. like a waste of and energy. So I'm like, I'm just gonna be yeah. quiet. Over and here. so, <laughs> like, I I made the decision for them to let the midwives know is probably a good time for them to head. head so their over. plan was to have a home birth. Yeah, their intention along, was and to a midwife have a home would birth. come and you. Yes. And were so, you supposed to just doula or photography? Do also? both. Okay. Um, because I'm a magician. <laughs> I grow a third arm. You are. So very talented. The, that's the what happens when you have five kids. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you, just you really do just grow another, another arm. It's an octopus. Yeah. It's the not syndrome. actually there, but you just manage. Yeah. Yeah. You just learn to manage. That's, so the whole, that's you. The home birth team comes. And so with, okay. with home births and, and this particular birthing group that I work with, um, they don't like to, to be super invasive. So they, they like to come when you are in active labor. Do, do, do you and the midwife get called at the same time? Or are they like Typically doctors where they get called, called in later? It's like I'm the nurse and the uh, Okay. So okay. I get called in and I'm with them. And the mid- midwife's like, call it. me when it gets hot. Uh, yes. And the midwives <laughs> okay. are like, okay, when baby's coming, let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. 
And so I have to try to gauge because I can't even do a cervical exam. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. literally like, eh, let's roll the dice. <laughs> and so the whole birth team comes and it's an anxiety for me because if I'm wrong. Did you and have a bra for this one? I did have a bra oh, on for, for this one. If I'm wrong. Everybody was theater, secure in the bra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm wrong, I feel a lot of anxiety yeah. because I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, you wasted everything. Yeah, yeah, I had everybody come up and everything And I like look that. like a dum-dum and, like and, and they already have judgments yeah. about duels. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, well, not this home. home but I mean, in general. Yeah. And so they they do a cervical exam. They do, you know, whole physical on her. And what I love about them is that they don't like to tell the moms the the number of their oh, cervix. Okay. Because it really doesn't, doesn't help anything. Yeah. yeah. And so they just let her know that it wasn't really time disagree. yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hold that thought. And so they Come pulled they it. pulled me aside and they let me know that her cervix was far back. It was thick. Okay. So um and it was closed. She was like barely, And we need it soft and open. Soft and open. All right. Okay. Baby down low, ah. soft and open. Tracking. Think of, think of it like a donut. So the thinner your don't donut, don't do that to me. I know the thinner your donut I like gets, donuts. the more face you get, and the the hole oh. in the middle is the dilation. All right, okay. Have you, have you seen the YouTube video with the balloon? Yeah, the I balloon think so. Thing. That, that's yeah. really cool. That's so, like the the best, best example yeah. ever example of like a cervical dilation with like the balloon and the ping pong ball. Yeah, how the cervix is long. Like there's that outer opening and the inner opening, yeah. and then and like as, baby as the baby down. and like puts more pressure on the cervix, mm-hmm. it starts to dilate. So. By their cervical exam, this is not a laboring cervix. Okay. Oh, the tornado chick. The tornado okay. baby. They check the cervix. Baby. <laughs> they tell me this tornado is baby. this is not a laboring cervix. <gasps> we are going to head home. Oh, and they no. even tell the mom that like it probably sometime tomorrow, <gasps> you know. And so obviously she was she was defeated. Because Were she, the tornado warnings already out so at this point? Oh, gosh. The, no, not quite yet. Oh, I no, would, not yet. So once we got mom settled in, um, the whole team left and I was there and I was like, okay, I'm going to give you guys some space. Yeah. And so I drove home and as I'm on my way home, I was only two miles down the road, <laughs> but as I'm on my way home, the tornado sirens are going oh, off. No. I just, you know, it was bad. A yeah. new driver. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been driving for a short period of time. I've been driving for like two and a half years. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm driving through a tornado and my, I call my husband cause I'm like panicking and he's like all droggy <laughs> and I'm like, wake up and he's like oh and like, tornado what are you doing and so i got, alarm, alarm. I got alarm he's like i don't know and so he falls back asleep and so i get home and i literally crawled in the bed laid there for like 10 15 minutes and then the dad calls yeah and he's like hey she's really struggling i need you to come can you yeah. come back and i'm like yeah of course because that's part of it yeah <laughs> there's not like oh i've already done two why you charge that arm and a leg <laughs> that non uh, yeah. reasonable price yeah not reasonable um, and so i get to the house or i get to their their townhouse mind you because this is happening in a town home with the tornado okay <laughs> with no basement and no yes. downstairs okay yeah. and so i get there she's in the same position she is visibly more upset and physically reacting and so was it also a full moon maybe possibly and, <laughs> yeah, I, I and like i'm and i'm like well the Let's midwives just say that like full moons it's thunderstorms a, stuff like they that all bring just always just they do bring it in what is baby. that though they bring Has in anybody done a scientific water, study on it amniotic fluid okay. let's say like gravity. so i gravity <laughs> gravity is the answer quick, to everything like side note i read about this study about how the reason that more babies are born at night 
Um, and that's true for like any mammals yeah. just because mm-hmm. like the safety of the cover of night, yeah. whenever you're in this very oh, vulnerable position yes. yeah. okay. of giving trouble, like obviously as humans, we're like, oh, night is scary because yeah, well, you yeah. can't see things. No, right. but the danger, but like, the cover like if you're in a cave, night, yeah. like the cover of night, whenever like people are at their most vulnerable, predators are at their most vulnerable because you can't see as well. Like, right. yes, so everybody like, stays home. Of, like, <laughs> I tell you know, all you're my talking clients. about like caveman yeah. times and whatever, like like where predators see better at night than we do or whatever. Yeah. But like yeah. under the cover of night is the safest time for most mammals to give birth because they're so vulnerable during that time. Yeah. Makes sense. So we have, I feel like on night shift, we have more like what we call stop and drops, like where people come in or like, I'm eight, in nine, there. like <laughs> eight, nine centimeters, like about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. like. I've had, I mean, just last night we had a patient that like came in and she was born and like she delivered in triage Oh, because she was just like, I mean, like I was like moving a bed (laughs) and everything. And then like the secretary was like, Hey, I think they're delivering in triage. So I just like stopped in the middle of what I was doing and just like ran out there. And like, by the time I got there, like baby's head was already out and I was just like, okay, like we're We're doing it here. It's happening. happening. (laughs) That's what we tell the nurses and the providers in triage like mm-hmm. don't want to have a baby out there like that's the yeah. goal is to not have a baby out there but like luckily like the provider that was out there was like so so wonderful and she was just like yeah we're just gonna do the things like that's why i'm here it's fine that's why i'm here it's just yeah. in case i didn't happens. have a provider um, to be like hey baby's head's coming yes i had like, tornado sirens case like this was very very so different you, like, got I, back up I, and drove back there i drive back up there mom is clearly and still an active and it looked labor. like wizard of oz outside and, and it, yeah <laughs> there's sirens going off and i convinced her to get up the stairs we get up the stairs. Mind you, it had only been 45 minutes since yeah. I checked her cervix. Why'd you go upstairs then? Um, so her tub, her actual personal tub, was upstairs in her master bedroom. It's a townhouse. And <laughs> yeah. And the birthing tub was downstairs, but she was a petite woman and she actually did not like the birthing tub. Oh. She felt like it was dry, too like big. too big. So I was honestly, I was trying to like, I was trying to control, I believe you. I was trying to control alt delete her mentally because by the time I got back to the house, she was full blown panic attack. Oh no. So I knew when I got there earlier, she felt safe upstairs. So my goal is to get her back to that mental space. So I get her upstairs and she's like, I think my water broke. (laughs) And I look with my flashlight on my phone (laughs) and I'm like, uh, it's not your water, but we, there's a little, there's like a little bloody show. And we're like, that's cool. That's great. We get excited about that in the birthing community. That means that there's some, some kind of cervical change. She gets into her tub. She has two contractions very quietly and then just calmly picks her head up and looks at me in the small bathroom and (laughs) says, she's coming. Oh no. And, and you're like, ah! and I was like, what? <laughs> Not now. No, 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 no. no, no. And this, like, our fo- all of our phones are like, Bang! yeah, because alarms. Yeah. And I'm like, I look at her husband. I'm like, okay, call the, the midwives back. And they were only two minutes from the house, but the storm, they can't see anything. Yeah. And I go to like run downstairs to go get the birthing equipment, like for the baby, like t- a towel, towel at least, anything, yeah. because it was all set to be. Down downstairs there. and she grabbed my hand she's like do not leave me and so legally i'm not allowed to touch uh-huh 
because I could be liable. So all I can really do is make sure she calls nine or calls the midwives and I can kind of guide dad, let him know, you know, look for court, what, this, you know, yeah. what kind of presentation we have. And I'm literally giving directions while taking photos oh, at the same time of tornadoes. talent. I yeah. can do it. <laughs> like, and Could staying calm because if I freak out, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if yeah. I sh- if I if I drop my They're cards like if on the, the professionals table, freaking, we're like, all screwed. Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, like during yeah. the delivery, I have like eighteen thousand things I'm supposed to do. Yeah, because like, I'm supposed to listen what the doctor wants, what the tech wants, what the baby nurse yeah. wants, what the mom saying, wants, yeah. what the dad wants, and everything. And then I'm like, but I feel like dad's at like, the bottom of the list. Yeah. But okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like if like in a situation like this where like you're by yourself and everything. Yeah. Like, it's scary. Like even in a hospital setting, it's very yeah, scary. And I'm not I am yeah. in there and it's been really scary. <laughs> yeah. And then Kaylin's also trying to take pictures to like, yeah. capture these yeah. moments yeah. for this family that like immortalize these moments that are going to be like in these pictures. Oh, it's a story that baby's going to hear yeah. forever. Yeah. And yeah. like Kaylin's like trying to do all these things. And I'm like, bro, that's not for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and, and what's so funny is cause like, I think because I started in photography first before yeah. I got into the Doula side yes. of things, my body automatically knows. Do like that. My finger, it's autopilot. Yes, for that stuff. because yeah. I don't even know how I captured that. Like when I gave her her gallery, she genuinely thought she was only going to have like maybe ten pictures, right? Because everything just happened so quickly and everything like that. And she's like, "How did you?" Do that, and You're then like, also keep skills. us calm, <laughs> yeah. and then still grab a robe. But see, that's a I'll lot of say, personality, and like, a, yeah. and like a hospital setting too. Like yeah. I feel like you have a lot of intuition about like where you're really needed. And I yeah. feel like that's great. For Childhood trauma. <laughs> no, but I you're feel welcome. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's great for any nurse yeah. or doula is mm-hmm. to have that intuition to where you're needed most at that time. Like, yeah. so like, so like the last birth we worked, worked together, like there was a whole team in there. Like yeah. I was not her nurse at the time, but I was just like, I'm emotionally Nosey, connected. And so you're in there. Well, I know. Well, <laughs> but I was like emotionally connected to these patients yeah. at this and point. And the mom had so like, her. Oh, I yeah. was in there. There was an, like, two other nurses in there there was the baby nurse in there there was the midwife that was in there i mean like there were so many people in there and kaylin was like i can step back and just try to capture these moments yeah, because there was so many people I, in there. because my emotional support right now is not as needed as the fact that like these these people yeah. really want these moments captured like right. i knew they were safe and they were she, supported and that's one great thing about Kaylin that I've noticed in the deliveries that I've worked is that she knows when it's time to really to back be, up. um, switch to yeah. photographer. When more to back than, up, like, yeah. when to, like be, when to be really involved and when to not, because, and I feel like that's something that almost can't be taught. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's something that like, whenever I orient new nurses, like I try to, it's like, you have to trust your intuition, listen to your intuition. And that's something that's really hard to be taught. And it's something that people have to learn over time. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud. Like the nurse that I oriented on that specific delivery, like I feel like she learned a lot in that delivery and she learned a lot about her intuition. Yeah. And since she's come up orientation since then, she's been like, so fantastic that's good um and it's like one of those things where intuition i feel like plays a big part and i also think that like your intuition as a doula and a photographer just in the burst that i've seen has been like pretty unparalleled 
That's um, that's one compliment guys are I'll so take. So nice to each other. No, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I will. I, I want to hear the dirt, ladies. I want to know what you disagree about. Okay, gloves off. Let's talk about let's talk about this tornado birth because let's talk about the cervix or whatever. You were like, oh no, because on this specific birth, Caitlin was sending me pictures like like I was at work and she was sending me pictures of this thing. Yes, so she's this woman birth like when we take pictures of stuff. No, she's photography and she's like sending me the pictures of how great it is and she's sending pictures this birth happened in the tub yeah and like i'm looking at the water in this tub. Ah, from yeah. a nurse's perspective like, i'm like no. looking at it and i'm like that's that pretty good i'm like i don't do tub births we let yeah. people labor in the tub but we like them to deliver out of the tub gotcha um, why just in the hospital setting why? because <laughs> we don't have as much control over like how we can like take care of the baby and mother after the fact. Okay. Um, it's a liability for us. <laughs> I know. I understand. <laughs> okay. This is but, what I want to hear. <laughs> okay. But for example, uh-huh. we had a patient that um, delivered in the birth center and she wanted to labor in the tub. We let her labor in the tub. And when it was time to deliver, we put her on the bed. Okay. Um, and she ended up having what's called a uterine inversion. It's the only time I've ever seen this. Um, and it's whenever the uterus comes out with the placenta and it like turns inside Mm. out. Sometimes it means going back to the OR and doing a hysterectomy. Yeah. And it's awful. Yeah. It's very dangerous. So the baby comes out separate from the uterus. The baby comes out and then the placenta comes out afterwards. Yeah. And the placenta doesn't detach and it pulls the uterus out with it. (gasps) Okay. It's very, very dangerous. And I have seen it one time. Mm-mm. The doctor that that um, was there for that had only ever seen it one time before. Yeah. And she's been practicing. That's for never, what a <laughs> right. never what you want to hear. Right, never what you want to hear. Absolutely, but fortunately, the doctor that was there did all the things right. She helped this patient, and she was able to not take her back to the OR, and it went great. Like it yeah. went like for the situation. What do you do? Would not However, taking her back to the OR, then you just shove her back in. Yep. Yeah. So I had a p- client when I was a nursing assistant and she had a prolapse uterus and it used to just kind of squeak on out and the nurses would come in and pop her back up. But so this is, I mean, this was um, an old lady. A uterine inversion where the uterus comes all the way out. That like, is inside gloves. out. So the, the doctor has to like, like a sterile glove. I'm like making these motions with my hand. No. Like anybody else can see. Yeah, they can't see. But they I can see like, and I'm traumatized. <laughs> so they like basically like put it yeah. back in. Yeah. Um, Tuck her in there. And if it just it back stays in, though? If they get it back in and the bleeding stops, then they're fine. Okay. If, if they get it I back in, it keeps trying to come out or the bleeding doesn't right, stop, then they have to take them back. Hysterectomy. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So like this, that, like our, um, she's very not anti <laughs> They're side eyeing each other. But that's why we, no, that's why we don't like to do deliveries in the tub. Cause whenever things like that, if then you have like an that, extra just, step to like, because get of to, like the very small risk that things like, like that happen, like we don't have the ability mm-hmm. to save this woman's uterus or save this woman's life essentially. Okay. Um, yes, it's a very small risk, but it's a risk that, I'm not willing to take, yeah. I'm not willing to like throw my license on and neither. Right. And the medical. Yeah. So if you are in a hospital situation, we want to give you the birth that you want and do the best that we can. However, like that's why we, you don't guys err do, on the side of caution. Like there's reasons that we don't do to uterine inversion is like a very small reason why we don't do it. But like, that's the reason that we don't oh, okay. because of the things that can happen during the birth. And some right. doctors we are really cannot. weird and they're like, ew, you're going to be in your own birth juices. Well, that's not a good reason, I feel like. But her I, reason's no, okay. I, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. 
but I've I mean, actually like, heard they're that different, from a provider. The like, that's the least of your problems at that point. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but like the different medical things that can happen during the birth, like that's not things that we want to be like, okay, now you have to get under the tub and get under the bed. And like that time it, It's an extra lost. step. The time that's lost between trying to get a patient from the tub to the bed. Or if they pass it, out it too, I imagine be, makes it more difficult to get them up might, and out. <laughs> right. So like if it might be an emergent situation or it might be something that like we cannot handle as medical providers in the tub. We'll let you labor in the tub all day long. So I'm why do, for that. Why does the tub help with labor? Pain. Just the water? Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a teen, like people would say when you swim or like when you're in a pool, like your cramps with your period would be yeah. less. Same idea. It's like 70% of the pain goes away. Just something about the water and mm-hmm. the As weightlessness kind of. Yeah. Like I, I had almost a water birth with William. Oh, cause you were in there, but yeah, I out. had plans of not telling them. <laughs> And Tom ratted me you out. Would. I would, right? You I, rebel. I was like, they're never gonna know. <laughs> they're never gonna know. And then the baby comes. I out mean, I'm out. like, tuppers have their place, but that's a home. Yeah. Oh, like right. if you were a low, because then it's risk. a midwife and a doula. Well, and that, and a, I mean, that goes back to and low risk. That goes back to yes. she is trained for worst case scenarios. Right. It is embedded in. And nurses and and midwives that and doctors I've, and, I've, this, and I've like, seen a lot of worse yeah, cases. and they yeah. see it because they see a lot more worse. The midwives that I choose to work with here locally are nurse midwives. Okay, so they have that medical background. There's a difference. So they're there kind of a mix a of both. Okay, sometimes they can foresee it, and if they foresee it, they can. You're be not like, going to be qualified to, to the yeah. hospital. And okay, like not everybody qualifies for a home birth. Like locally, Clarksville Midwifery, they don't do VBACs. Okay. Um, in fact, there's not very many. Explain what, what that is. So VBAC is vaginal birth listening. after C-section. <laughs> Probably nobody um, unless they get smart. Yeah. Uh, they're like, we heard placenta. <laughs> My right. husband needs to know. Right. He's the only one who listens. FYI, so, if you're doing a VBAC, I know which groups you need to go to. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. With women's OB. Okay. Um, yes. So. They're the best. Um, that's where we, like, she has a lot of anxiety when it comes to this as where I have, I have never been at a home birth ever in mm-hmm. my, in my time where I have ever felt like, oh my God, this baby, this mom are in danger. So you've never had to like call an ambulance no, on a, oh, never. that's interesting. Um, we've never even dealt with postpartum bleeding. The bleeding that she saw in the pictures, it was a lot, but the placenta had detached itself as the baby was coming uh-huh. out. So there was that gush, like gush of the yeah. separation gush at the same time. And the placenta, like the midwives look at that. They look at the blood loss in the water. And there's actually pictures that will show you like mil, uh, milliliters that were like lost of blood. So it wasn't bad. And they have all the medication, like the midwives I work with, they have all the medication that would be needed in case of an emergency as far as postpartum hemorrhaging. They have everything that you would have minus an OR. So they, they would do whatever they have access to, call an ambulance. and then Exactly. A hundred percent. And they get, and they gave her the medication that she needed. Mm-hmm. I was more concerned about the fact that Kaylin was by herself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I was like, that's a little concerning. I was like, I was like and the tornado Kaylin. and stuff. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that water's looking really red. Oh, murky. <laughs> and I mean, they, they showed I up. I was like, uh, like, I mean, like I'm comfortable with a lot of blood. Like yeah. there's nurses that are still a little squeamish. Like I have like even postpartum nurses look at me and I'm like, that's a lot of blood in my really? mouth. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's, it's not a lot of blood. I promise. Um, <laughs> But I mean, like, it's to the point where I was like, hey, maybe you should just like call the midwife and yeah. let her like 
know that that's yeah. so does the midwife come so like, but she came and just gave her medication that's all she needed and uh, that's fine that's absolutely because the I'm baby was saying, already born yeah baby dad was, baby the was baby. born dad and baby was born in call meaning the water didn't break but baby the, was born in the sack. does the midwife come oh, no matter what even if the covers. baby's already born yeah <laughs> huh? so if the baby's already born the midwife still comes yeah oh, okay. they show the check and yeah no they i mean they still have to do all the postpartum stuff because they okay. need to make sure mom hasn't torn or anything like that and that we're not dealing with any postpartum hemorrhaging um i have done an accidental three unassisted humpers. <laughs> accidental. <laughs> babies just love they me. do what they We're want. Spirits. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's like why how we I like delivered eight babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, she seems fun. Let's go meet her. And, so, like, <laughs> and, and like the thing that you know, I can, re- yeah, I, I can respect where Elizabeth does have a lot of that fear and anxiety when it comes to home births and 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 water births and stuff like that. I 100 percent can respect that because that's not something that she's used to either. Right. Yeah. Like, as we're on my side, like this is normal for, for me. You. Like this yeah. is this is within a normal range for me because I've I've seen home births and the midwives I choose to work with are very safe. They don't take everybody and they don't take any risk. If if there's any warning signs, you're obviously yeah. Right? Like, I mean things right. can change, I mean like but... I think that things worked out really fantastically yeah. because the midwives arrived, they gave her the medicines mm-hmm. that she needed. Yeah. I was just kinda like Oh, <laughs> she bleeding. She bleeding. She bleeding more than normal. Like maybe just tell the midwife, just so they can like call the midwife. Do you watch that show, oh, by the way? And it's very, it's very accurate. Show. My dad it's watches that accurate. show. And I'll watch anything British. I'm not gonna like, lie. But I love it. As a birth worker, we can talk about the show. Yeah. <laughs> you a, don't want to talk about the show. No, I said we can talk about. Oh, that. you like? Do you watch the show too? I've watched. Um, I think the I've first couple of seasons. seasons. Yeah, I watched. I want to watch the rest of them, but like. Yes, we'll talk. About it. Well, like, and it's yeah, it's a different like time, time too. As, time. A birth, <laughs> as a birth worker, for me as a doula, I do see a lot of women experience medical negligence. No, oh, yeah, like her hospital is amazing. For her sure. hospital is one of the best hospitals here, and I fully recommend them. But not every That's single. That's not person. to say that there are not mistakes that are yeah. made, and there's not like we're not perfect, and no. there is not. I hate to even say this. It's like not. <laughs> Things like and whenever you couldn't get better. Oh. Whenever you're choosing a provider, like yeah. choosing the right provider, and it goes back for, to what I was saying, like for your sure personality you're and yeah. like the type of birth that you want to have. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like if you're a high had, risk birth. Like if you're a high yeah. risk birth and you're just like, I know I'm high risk. I know I need X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like maybe you don't need the providers that are going to be like, oh, we're like going to try really hard to have a natural birth and we're going to just do like everything like quietly and serenely and everything. Like, like maybe you just go for the guns. You might need the doctor that's like, hey, nah, I, we're going to get this done. Yeah. You yeah. might need the doctor that's like, I know exactly what to do in all these high risk situations right. and I know what to do in case of emergency. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's the doctor you need and maybe it's not. Maybe Maybe you need the doctor that's going to be like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, and be like soft spoken and be like, let's have a quiet More chill. Of meditation and like, that's what I mean. Yeah, and if that's what you need, like, yeah. I definitely know the doctor to recommend to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or the midwife or what have you. Um, there's so many, so many options and. You know, and especially like, and, and different providers take different types of insurance yeah. and whatnot. Like, but anyways, but yeah, like, <laughs> I could spend like a whole hour talking about it. like as a birth worker, though, it, it is very it's it's hard because sometimes I do have to go into an environment fighting. Yeah. 
sometimes I do have to be like, I I understand that this is your policy, but this is not what is safe for this person. Um, and I always try to do it very respectfully. My, my little tip to anybody listening that, that might be having a baby is when things are brought up to you as a recommendation in labor is to ask for some time alone to, okay. to talk about it with your partner, mm-hmm. to maybe phone a friend <laughs> um, and, and make these decisions based off of education and not because a provider's coming in and potentially intimidating you into a decision to where you're making decisions emotionally, not educationally unless it's like baby's heart rate is decelled. there's a medical baby's yeah. not coming up we have to go in for a stat c-section that's different as to you know we want to keep bumping up your pitocin even though baby's having d-cells or we want to break your water even though your cervix isn't ready like there's things sometimes just it's called the brain and i can't think of the whole breakdown of it but it's the benefits risks something and another but basically (laughs) spells brain brain. but basically asking for some privacy to talk about about it it, talk about it and then that way when your providers are coming in you might even have time to like google like what even is this that they're asking me to do and then you can go okay so what is the risk Doctor Google is dangerous, though. Yeah, yeah. just let's just put I that mean, out there. Doctor Google is out every once in a while. You As, need to ask your nurse, like what? But sometimes, like you are an amazing nurse. nurse, but not every nurse is like Elizabeth. Say, like, just ask them two questions. If anything else, ask them two questions. Why are we doing this? Okay. What, is, what is the risk? Why? Like, what happens if we do nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two big things. Like, if we do why nothing, and what? <laughs> like, if we do nothing, what might happen? Right. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Sometimes there's not a lot of time to explain to the patient. Like, if baby is, if baby's heart rate's down, and I'm like, hey, like we want to put in like a monitor that's gonna like attach to baby. I had that. It was brutal. Yeah. There's. I mean, was, like we hate to do that, but it's yeah. like we can't track baby. Yeah very well and it looks like and i always just say like look it looks like baby's not doing well if we attach this monitor then baby might be we'll fine know better. yeah and we'll know better peace um, of mind because yeah. otherwise it looks like baby's doing terribly yeah and then the doctor's gonna panic and, yeah the doctor's gonna panic and want to do a c-section regardless yeah and that may not be the case uh-huh. if you let us put in this monitor just so we know exactly how baby is doing then we can have a better picture and if baby's still doing terribly then we know that it's something that we absolutely need to intervene on if not um then at least we know like, yeah. yes, you have this monitor that's a little bit more invasive and it's not what you wanted initially, but I feel we like know, comfortable. like mm-hmm. we know for sure that baby's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's the difference between having a good nurse and not well, having a good yeah. nurse. <laughs> Is there a difference between male and female doctors? Yes. A hundred percent. Lose a side eye. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> really? So um, in, in my experience, most providers who are male are OB. Yeah. And most OBs are quick to cut. Okay. I disagree. <gasps> I want to hear about the cervix thing you disagree on too. Yeah. I like most of the doctors that I know are quick to cut or female. Really? Yes. That's funny. The doctors that I'm like are not quick to cut. Like some of my favorite, like a couple of my favorite doctors that are male doctors mm-hmm. are not quick to cut. And Are they ones that have had that a bunch like, of kids? Well, not personally, but not like necessarily. Their wives. <laughs> like, but like, there's maybe like, I don't. I think it varies. I think it varies. Like the one that I'm like, 
if you don't want to have a C-section, don't go to that doctor, <laughs> is a female. Oh. Um, it's so she, just very. Hold on. Is she an OB or a midwife? She's an OB. That's what I'm talking about. OB I doctors. I don't trust OBs for non-emergency. Like you know what though, though like there's uh. some midwives though that I'm like will immediately deflect to the doctor who's gonna cut. Yeah. Um, oh. I think it's. I think it varies. Okay. I think it. <sighs> Are there many male to, OB like, nurses? No. Yeah. We don't have any. Like That's so, it's funny because um, there's like we're. I'm about to give away where I work. No, you won't. And I can't. Nobody's do that. listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's people that listen like sweden and stuff too they don't know what between, we're talking about between like between us and postpartum and nicu and ob high risk there's like one and a half men <laughs> there is one single male nurse is he single no oh just singular just as in there's one. only one of them there's <laughs> yeah. only one of them and when they hired him he has like a name that can be like male or female. Oh, interesting. So they like a Shannon or something. <laughs> like they thought that he was a female. Oh, and when funny. he showed up, they were like, wait a minute. And he's like this like six foot two, like super built dude. Oh, really? And they were like, was he prior military or something? No, they were just like, how random. Like, have you ever asked him why he got in? They were it? like, who are you? And he was like, I'm the, I'm, I'm your Shannon. New nurse. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm your dude. And they were like, Okay. Um, I mean, Can like, we, we have, <laughs> right. Like, um, why did he his, get into it though? Have you ever asked? Well, so him? like his girlfriend actually works in labor oh, and delivery. Uh-huh. And so they're like, <laughs> no, okay. I'm sorry, but they're like, they both are like the greatest nurses ever. Aww. And they are like the greatest team ever. And they're like the most adorable people ever. Um, they're my new favorite so we hate little, them. Like, I was gonna like, yes, Barf. yes, we hate them. Um, but no, I love they're, them at the same they're time. both incredible nurses. And despite them being new, like, yeah. That's interesting, though. I, I mean, like, the one girl is, like, very, very new. And I'm like, you are, like, my new favorite person. You're going to be, like, my new favorite nurse. <laughs> you're my I'm friend gonna, now. <laughs> like, you're about to get used and abused. I'm sorry. Um, when I was a nursing assistant, it was all women. And then there'd be, like, one dude on day shift. And then we happened to have two guys on PM shift. And they just <sighs> slept with yeah. everybody. <laughs> It was real bad, but we weren't used to having dudes around. And I think they like took advantage of that. But the the residents loved him. Those those old women, like they were like, where's that boy at? Send that boy in here. I'm like, like, I'll go find him for you. I do feel like. (laughs) (laughs) She was good. Um, I feel like the difference between like male and female providers, though, it's not so much a gender thing. Okay. I I mean, just in my experience, um, that was me just trying to stir the pot and see what you say. I mean, like. And like I maybe it's just a personal thing too. It's there, just, there's more female providers, so yeah. I can oh, say really? that like okay. way more female providers. So it's like I feel like the numbers are going to be skewed. Yeah. So like it's going to be more likely that I'm going to have like a female provider that is more likely to like do C sections. Just because like out of like the like if you had like ten people, like eight female providers and two male providers, right. like you're out just of more the eight, have a female in general. You're more likely that. that like the person that's going to be most likely to cut is going to be female, just because the numbers are skewed. Gotcha. Um, that's not to say that there's like a couple male providers that I feel like are likely to cut, but like if I had to pick one person in my mind that is most likely to take a patient back to the OR, it's female. And then like the number two person is also female. <laughs> also female. Um, 
just because it's a more female dominated field. Yeah. It's not necessarily. I guess I didn't realize that either. I mean, I, nurses, I always expect to be a lot more female. Well, it, but it used to be a male dominant. Oh, the sure. OBs tend to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like doctors in general used to be yeah. like most. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I think so. I the... mean, like, that's just like where we are. Yeah. What was the cervix thing you were arguing about with your oh. eyes? Uh, so I, I, uh, <laughs> I like to say that a cervix is not a crystal ball. Okay. Your cervix is not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> she, again, is working She's more good. medical where yeah. they're pumping them with medicine. So they have this like this timeline of what a cervix should be doing at in a this certain time, time as where most of my births are more natural. And literally I've, I've had most of my clients go from zero to a thousand, zero to yeah. a thousand. Um, and cervical, like there's no need to do a cervical exam if in the middle of labor and, and Ooh, they're awful too. Yeah. Unless they are. And I hate doing them. Yeah, like, unless the mom the feels like you got a hand up there yeah. and then that contraction hits no, someone like, kick you in the face. Patient, <laughs> like if a patient is like not tolerating them, well, I try yeah. to be really quick. Like if they have a mandrel, I'm like all up in there. I'm like, you can't feel this. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going in here now. Yeah. Like, but if they don't have an epidural, like, and I even told like one of my other nurses the other night, I'm like, okay, we're not medicated. Like, I feel like we don't, don't need, need to, to be, be poking around up in there. We don't need to be in there as long as we're in there right now. Yeah. Um, and she immediately just took her hands. I was like, I'm sorry. Okay. I forget. I haven't done a lot of unmedicated births. I'm yeah. Like, it's cool. Yeah. You're good. Is it um, less common or more common nowadays? You think? I, I mean, back in the day, like, it was like they were knocking you unconscious. Like, I feel like I get a lot of 50-50, oh. but I mean, like, maybe that's because I kind of gravitate towards the unmedicated because I love them. Yeah. yeah. Maybe because there's so much more dramatic and, yeah. like, adrenaline-filled. Like, yeah. If you have an epidural, it's like, oh, hey, we're complete. Like, we can oh, wait yeah, let's for, go. like, <laughs> we can wait for 30 minutes to an hour for yeah. the doctor to get here, and then we'll start pushing, and then we'll just see what happens. But, like, with an unmedicated birth, most of those women, like, cannot I control feel like, yeah, their yeah. need it's to coming push. Now. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, if I have an unmedicated birth, the one thing, and I know that we disagree about cervical exam, but if I have an medicated birth and I check them in their four centimeters, I'm like, okay, we have time. But if I check them in their eight, you're like, it's or going even down. if they're seven, <laughs> like, and they're unmedicated, I'll go ahead and call the doctor and I'll be like, you should just be here because it's going to happen quickly. Cause once we get past seven centimeters. So typically an unmedicated go does go a little faster than epidurals because they're feeling more they're Because they they're can't resist to, the urge yeah. to push. It's yeah, like, I, like the when pushing I, time is a lot shorter. Like when I had epidural, I can push a baby out. Yeah. With an epidural, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's my only you have skill. another baby, like, please come and like, let no. me be your nurse. Ooh, you know, Kaylin I would do that just doula. to make a podcast out of it. <laughs> we will make a whole <laughs> podcast about it. We'll do it live. I can't. And you make like really beautiful babies. Yeah. So I feel like They're another cute. one could totally And like, they got be easier as I went. Yeah. Did and the world would be that much better for having another Kim baby. No, the Kim yeah. baby. Shane's not part of it. They usually look like me anyway. He no. doesn't count. <laughs> he doesn't count. We don't they need really him. do. Good, because he's useless at this point for that part. <laughs> <laughs> shooting blanks. Yeah. But just I just told everybody that. It's okay. Is Tom, that that Tom's on the shooting blank <laughs> list also. Yeah. Or he might not be. He didn't go back. Who knows? So how many babies have you had, Kaylin? Five. A lot. I've had. <laughs> and you've had three. Yeah. I've had three. Oh, and how many C-sections between the two of you? Here's an interesting fact. Kaylin has had five vaginal births. I have had three C-sections. That's what I was yeah. asking. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to know. So yeah. three C-sections. So, and we're, how many of them were planned? Like the pregnancy? The C-sections. <laughs> um, no, ma'am. Children, close your ears. <laughs> Mommy wanted all of you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we call Just them later, surprises. But it was fine. No, you came early. We call them surprises, not accidents. <laughs> 
But were the three, so was the first one, so, I assume the first one's not okay. planned usually. Um, right? I mean, so, unless they know there's something like. Like a breach. Yeah, like something. I feel like this is a good time to bring up birth trauma, yeah. which we I thought you wanted to avoid spend. that. Well, no, I mean, okay. like. Just not, wherever not you feel okay. Okay, wherever you yeah. feel I good. feel like we could spend like an entire, an entire couple hours on birth trauma. Um a lot of people who have C-sections suffer from birth trauma. Yeah, I've never had is, one, so I have. And that's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. your birth is, if you end up having to have an emergent or even like an urgent or prompt C-section, it's okay to feel trauma because like you're breaking up with your birth plan, essentially. Yeah. You are doing something that is a not major what, surgery. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the absolute, whole thing is a friggin' mess. Frickin' yeah. major surgery. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. And sometimes it's about just like the safety of you and your baby. Absolutely. But it doesn't make it any easier. And it doesn't mean that you are not going to suffer some trauma for that. Well, and the pain my, afterwards. Yeah. Um, and here's the baby on top of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So my first I mean, I was, was dying after Harrison and I like... I went to the ER because I was like, I feel like everything's falling out. And they were like, you're just terribly bruised. Here's an oh, IV. Gosh. And it did help. But I mean, like, that wasn't even a C-section. So I can't fathom. Well, and I mean, you can have birth trauma after not having a C-section. Yeah. Oh, no, um, I didn't. I've just. And sometimes, like, after you had. That was all. Yeah. Um, sometimes even after having, like, a, like a traumatic vaginal birth, the mm -hmm. best option for you is a C-section afterwards. Oh, like, if you have yeah. a second baby and you just, like. Don't have want a C-section because you've had such a severe birth trauma. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, like when you have a primary C-section for a reason that's like failure to progress or, um, you know, D cells like with baby D -cells, or whatever, like baby's not doing well or whatever. Like it is very traumatic. Um, my, yeah. Those moms that get rushed back there with like no warning. Oh uh, yeah. Well, and you it's like as a nurse, like fast. you're kind of like, I don't have time to explain to you why yeah. this is the best option. Like I try to. Again, why you hire a doula. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just saying. Yeah, where they're IVing you up and doing the all the things. The doula is right. explaining things Whenever to the I'm when like, they're doing If I'm just it. unplugging things and I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is just like your we gotta go. Your baby's distressed. We need to get them out. Yeah. Right, and I am sorry. And so they take the mom, and then the partner's left behind. Yeah. Oh, so who's explaining to them? Exactly. Yeah. So that's right. my job. My job is to like explain. Okay, this is why they took her out. This is why we're going in for a stat C section. This is what they're doing right now. This is what you to can expect, expect at the end. Yeah. Um, and a you know ten to fifteen minutes, they're gonna come get you. What you're gonna hear things. You're gonna smell it's only things. Only ten like, or fifteen minutes. Right. Well, so, from the time that they get the partner. Dang. So we have to. Oh, okay. They bring back. it back for the. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes they will dose up the epidural. Um, like if the epidural it's working properly and it's really like emergent, they'll just like dose it up. Sometimes they'll do what's called a spinal, which is where they're totally numb. Mm. And sometimes they'll just put them under general anesthesia. Yeah. Um, That's got to be terrifying too to come out of that. Sure. Absolutely. Those are like the worst. Although I love a good nap. Those are. <laughs> Those but are, that would be traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Like those are always worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, and so dad has to wait outside the operating room until we're totally prepped. And then we can bring him back. So he's just sitting there in a chair. Terrified. Like, terrified about what's happening. Yeah. Has no idea what's going on. And whereas like me as a nurse, I'm like, oh, this is totally fine. We're just going to get Right. Because you know everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where dad's just sitting out there. And I can't, worst case yeah. 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 I can't. Like I have to be in the OR. Like counting surgical instruments i have to be like calling nicu calling chargers calling anesthesia doing all these things for 
the mom and for the baby. And so I can't be out there emotionally supporting. Which is where the doula comes in. Emotionally supporting their dad. And that's whenever like a doula is like the greatest thing ever. Cause they can Mm -hmm. just be like, Hey, here's what's happening. They can be the emotional where you're doing the physical. Like we're, you're going to get to go back in a minute. It's fine. Um, I like, so see, and that's where I think like nurses should be like thankful if it's a good one. I mean, like I, I'm head over heels thank for doulas all the time. Because I would I feel like less that. guilt about not taking the time to explain everything mm-hmm. if there's someone else I know caring for right. them and absolutely helping. Yeah. yeah. And it like my my <laughs> she just that's, sucked out a stroke. That's so the margarita. We can hear that in your microphone, ma'am. Um, my, <laughs> sorry, friend. My aunt has described it as like because when a patient comes in, then you know, they have one nurse. Yeah. But that nurse could have two patients. Right. Okay. So then not only are they going back and forth between the patients, but they have to do charting and, you know, corresponding with the calling, like she's and saying, like everybody. Yeah. And I love doulas, they make my job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's because how it should be. Like the doula is like, okay, oh, you gotta go to the bathroom. Okay, I got, got you. you. Like uh, I can unplug you. I know how to plug it back in. I don't yeah. have to page the nurse for this. And you're allowed like, to do all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like I'm I'm helping as a team yeah. as it should be. Um, you know, so any doulas that are listening, like if you are coming in with a whole lot of animosity, you should be checking you should yourself. Chill yourself. <laughs> you sh- honestly, a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, most of us come into birth work because of our own trauma, because we've suffered something and we're like, okay, like I, I want to become an activist, yeah. a birthing activist. And th- that's personally my choice. And a lot of the, the doulas I work with and talk to, like, that's their reason. So we can be jaded. We can be jaded from our own births and we can not knowingly be bringing in that kind of energy into it. 1000%. And so like they, they're coming in super hostile because they're bringing in their own personal baggage. A nurse might be coming in with their own. They're human, right? They might have a really shitty day at home and they have to come to work. And so are doctors too. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's my like recent thing is that like the doctors, doctors are, are human, human too. too yeah <laughs> yeah and that they have emotions and that yeah. like not only that but like they're the ones that are responsible for the decisions that yes. are made during that yeah and, and that's a lot ma- to bear if they make a wrong decision and there's a bad outcome like, yeah they have to live with that for yeah. the rest of their life and like it's a and it's not effects. because like they're uncaring or whatever um it's that they're really trying you know, to err like on the side of caution. Yeah. It's not, a lot of times yeah. they're trying to err on the side of caution and it's not like just about their license. Cause they're like, not, not cause they're insensitive. If they but, make a not, bad yeah, decision not the license, that ends up in a negative outcome, be it like mom's not doing well, baby's yeah. not doing well, has yeah. to go to NICU or like worst case scenario, like fetal demise or maternal demise. Yeah. They have to live with that for the rest. Oh, and I'm sure it like, mm-hmm. and it probably sticks. Replace with Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to get like all morbid or anything, no, but like, like that's like a very recent they, realization they can come in for me. From lose, like you don't know what they just left. They right. Might have, they might have literally just somebody could have had a horror in the next. Yeah. Where a baby didn't make it. And then they're coming in to check your cervix. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's always, I mean, I try, even in my personal life, I try to just always view people as we're all having a human experience. Right. And yeah, they might be like an asshole right now. But, <laughs> it you know, happens. Yeah. Exactly. But I can also say like, yeah, they might, I have no, idea. they could have gotten into the biggest fight with their partner. Like anything could anything, happen. Yeah. So in my experience, I've never met with resistance except for our local hospital, <laughs> but it happens. You know, I'm hoping that changes too. But like in, in the hospitals that like Elizabeth works at, they are more pro 
Are um, you in more of a big city? Yes. Okay. I'm a little tracking. bit. Yeah, yeah a tracking. little bit of a bigger town, and they're more. Um, what is not proactive? It's like progressive. They're yeah. a little bit more progressive. I think a bigger comes, city too helps when it comes to the birthing community because her and I have conversations. She's like, "That doesn't happen at my hospital." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's great. You're right. It doesn't yeah. happen at your hospital, but as it does birth, happen other places, <laughs> as a birth advocate." It does. Yeah. This is something I, I deal with constantly. I do deal with providers who are anti doula. I do deal it with the community. Took me a minute to be like, "You're stupid." Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That yeah. does not happen in the nursing community because yeah. it doesn't happen with like me and my coworkers. Exactly. Yeah. However, like there are other hospitals than the one that I work at. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> and the, and the, like her, the last like deep conversation her and I had, we had that conversation where I was like, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. I tell my clients to go to your hospital for a reason. Yeah. I trust to send my clients there because I trust that facility. Yeah. And I trust the providers. And more importantly, I trust the nurses there. I've never been to this hospital and had any bad, bad experience. experience. And I can't say that for every hospital I go to. Even recently, I had a horrible experience, not just for lab- labor and delivery was eh, yeah. but postpartum was horrible, was absolutely horrible. And so I do see it as a birth advocate in other situations. So sometimes we can be jaded yeah. and sometimes nurses can be, j- everybody yeah. can be jaded. And I think it's just having these open conversations with other providers, with other birth workers of like, at the end of the day, we really do want everybody, the best for everybody. To, yeah. to not just be alive, because that's the bare minimum, but to have as less amount of trauma coming out of this without being scarred for everybody, because yeah. it's not just the birthing person. I don't want to walk away from your birth being scarred. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to like, go home and go to sleep. I would love yeah. to go for home. For sure. Peacefully. I would, love, <laughs> you know, I would love to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> like we call each other all the time when it's a bad birth or when it's a good birth. Yeah. And it's nice to have that community. And I think, you know, we work really hard of every single time we get a chance to sit down, we're talking we're opening the dialogue because we both learn from it. Yeah. You guys should have a class for like doulas and yeah, nurses. Because like, I do I, like every I time from that we her. sit down and have a conversation, like, <laughs> yeah. like, yes, like I have my medical opinions and the things that I would do and I wouldn't do, but I also enjoy the fact that I can sit down and talk to Kayla and she can, Kayla and she can just like talk to me about the things that she would do to support the pa- patient slash client well, she's a and I can say non-hostile personality right, but like, too. And I feel like I can say the same thing to her from a medical yeah. perspective mm-hmm. about like, here's what I would do X, Y, and Z to the point to where like Kaylin has called me before <laughs> when she's like, been like, hey, this girl just had a home birth. She's bleeding more than normal. Can you come over and just look at her? And I'm so, like, just say look, see. No, like literally, I'm it was, like, all it right, was not I a client. It was not a client of mine. <laughs> yeah. I literally met her at a, at of a, course at a baby you did, shower. Because you make friends right, I do. I go. I, right. Wall is now my best friend. Yeah. Wall and I are friends. Yeah. And, and then so, she like called me. She's like, hey, this patient just had a home birth and she might be bleeding. No, I guys need a side And I just came home from work and I'm like yeah like I haven't no, slept in like 48 on. hours but, but like sure. absolutely I'm gonna come over and make sure this girl's not bleeding the 
coming out. The yeah. mom called me and she was like, how much bleeding is w- is within a normal range? I'm not going to wait for you to send me pictures. I'm I feel on like my if way. you're bleeding that much right? for someone to question it, it's and probably so too much. As I leave my house, I She have was to. in my front, like in my driveway and was like, hey, I, I know you're ride. sleeping. Yeah. Will you come with me? And I'm like, no. sure. Well, let me just put some pants on. on. You're going too fast because I called her and I said, can you come outside? It's an emergency. Oh, God. That's right. That's right. I was so like, she walked outside. I don't have pants on. Hold on. Yeah. She texted. She goes, I don't have pants. I was like, I know you just got home for like 30 minutes. Had yeah. Just home. And I, she walks up to the car and I said, I don't know how involved you want to get with this. <laughs> and she looked in the back of my car. It's already too late, I feel like, at that like, point. She looked at the back of my car like, do you have a body back there? Oh, like, yeah. Am Are I we burying it or yeah, helping? Because if you wanted to bury a body, I would totally I be like, I'm down. Let me, let me get my shovel. Hold I, on. This is the I'll woman my I, pants. I would call to help me bury a body. And I was like, Kim, look. if you need to bury a body, okay. we got you, by God, the way. I appreciate yeah. that. And I was like, look, I don't know how involved you want to get like, legally or whatever, you know, but like there's this situation. She did it. That's un- when you go by a different name in case something goes south. Yeah. And, like, and, and, I mean, and it was totally fine. She just needed to go pee. Yeah. But it was just like... <laughs> Her bladder was full and it was pushing her uterus over. That was all oh she needed. Oh my she just gosh! Needed to go pee. Been there. Um, then but you get it, a UTI and you're all f. But <laughs> and I just told her I was like, I don't. I was like, look, I'm not a midwife. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, like you don't look like you're torn too bad. <laughs> but we can't give you that full. But I yeah, can't. but like yeah. just know that like this is not. Was this a far drive or was it like no, in the hood? It was. No. A, I mean, it was like close by. Yeah, and I was just like, to me, it seems like you probably just need to pee. <laughs> She was, yeah. You know how pissed you'd be though? Like you think like you're yeah. having this major. Well, and and we you're like, you her, might just need to was, go potty. We were like, when did you go pee? She was like, uh, I haven't since I gave birth. What? Like, what? Yeah. You know what? We're I like, think it's we... been like eight hours. But did she toilet. have an epidural? No. Oh, no, she, she gave had... birth at home. Unassisted. Because no with midwives. an epidural, I remember thinking like you don't feel the urge. Yeah. And like you had the, the catheter so, fall that time. So like you're just right. sort of disoriented about so it. So after like, an epidural. Like hold it longer. I needed to. After an epidural, the very last thing that you get feeling back in is your urethra oh yeah. i didn't pee my pants or nothing so it was fine. so i did try to stand up on my legs additionally like right yet. for the past nine months you've had this like giant like eight pound thing seven, yeah whatever sitting, yeah. that and has been like sitting right up. on your bladder yeah. that yeah. your bladder's only been, been able to full up like 100 yeah. milliliters yeah and, and now, now there's all like, this boom. space and your bladder's like oh, oh I can we're be, fine i can be like, like a whole liter and not feel like i need to pee yeah so like we well the make, urgency changes and so you're just sure, like I don't need yeah. to go yet yeah. we make like so I get people for two hours after delivery and I try to make them pee before they go upstairs obviously I can be like I don't need to pee I don't want to and I can be like yeah. hey sorry go um, there's <laughs> no. like this whole like animosity all over like patients peeing oh. between like labor and delivery and postpartum and this is like <laughs> The drama. Weird. This is like in every hospital because, like, the nurses that LD nurses I've talked to that worked at other hospitals, so like, this is a constant. It's a con- problem. It's a- is that like we don't get she patients pees on your floor? We don't get patients to pee before we send them to postpartum. Oh, it's like, and then they get there and they're like, I gotta go pee now. Like, Postpartum's like, we're busy. If, <laughs> well, if you the just patient, got here. first off, like, the patient can refuse to get up and go yeah. to the bathroom or the toilet, they can yeah. also refuse a, um, an in and out cath like yeah. if you haven't peed for four hours i need to do an intermittent catheter oh, to make sure your bladder's full yeah. otherwise like we need to know what's might, going on you could potentially bleed to death but even after all that explanation they could be like no i don't want it i don't <laughs> no care yeah. and i just have to be like hey man they oh, just God. they refused i don't yeah. know what to tell you yeah and then 
you know, the postpartum is just like, oh, sure, you just don't want to do it. Um, I know, but you're all like, you're at work. I'm like, like that's no, your job. Seriously, is they really like the animosity is yeah, a weird thing. It's a very real thing between like the people that the, like the nurses that deliver your baby in labor and delivery, yeah. and the nurses that take care of you when that's you're in so postpartum. Funny. There's like a very real animosity. See, when I was a nursing the assistant, West Side Story. Yeah, it, when I was a nursing it, assistant, yeah, like yeah, knifing each other in the hall. It's a real dancing, and I'm not even kidding. And like, and I have tried so hard to like bridge this gap. Just now, you're not going like, to. It's gonna. It's probably tailored all this time. Yeah. Well, like the <laughs> the, like I can imagine. There's always the, the differences like snapping, in shifts. Like yeah. There's the yeah. differences when um, someone's moving. For, there, there's all like when I was PM and it was the night shift. Yeah. It was always like, did that light come on at 10:59 or did it come on at 11:01 when we were walking out? And yeah. You know, it's like you could have got that light. And it's yeah. Like, well, absolutely. You know, maybe I couldn't have. <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. I, so, yeah. yeah. It's hard. I don't think you're gonna fix that. You try to understand where they're coming from, but like you want them to understand where you're coming from also like as an L and D like it's very fast paced. Yeah. You, everything is like just reactionary. Well, I feel like your priorities are probably different. Like you guys are like fast and they're sure. just trying to make everybody sure. comfortable and calm and yeah. And I'm like, you know, recover you really, like, <laughs> Really, like you can just get her to pee when you get upstairs and take. Yeah, like, like, I don't get what the big deal is. You can take a drug skin when you get upstairs. Like, why are you that mad at me about that? I didn't get it down here. Yeah. She delivered. She came in with ten centimeters and just blew a baby out. Like, sure, yeah. she didn't pee. Like, what do you want me to do? Um, but they're mad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can't. Absolutely. Like, if you were a healthy, a home birth is not like that. <laughs> like, it, and it, like, I, toot toot. <laughs> I am, I, yes. And I'm like all for it. Like, just to be clear, like, I am all for the home birth. Yeah. Like, really? You, I mean, like, and I, like, say a lot of things and it makes it sound like I'm like, no, you need to be at a hospital. No, you don't really if sound like that. Are, I know. Like, if you are very low risk mm -hmm. and you don't have a previous yeah. history, like, first time mamas, I don't recommend a home birth you just because you don't know card. what is going to happen, what your body is going to do, how you'll react. Everybody is different. You don't know if the baby's going to be big. You don't know if your pelvic floor is going to facilitate a vaginal delivery. You don't know if the baby is going to tolerate um, labor, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend it for a first-time birth. Um, <laughs> however, if you've had... A baby or two. If you're on your fifth, like and Kaylin. you're just like, <laughs> just yeah, sneeze them out. Yeah, and if you're in a situation where it's I like, I can't I've fathom. Had, oh my gosh, if I have had you low risk. Yeah, I'm a low risk pregnancy. I have had yeah. fantastic unmedicated vaginal deliveries mm -hmm. before. I have no, had no hemorrhages, no shoulder dystocia whatsoever. I feel like that's a terrific candidate for a yeah. home birth. Like, absolutely. Like, I have patients that come in, and I'm like, why are you here? Why are you not at home? No, see, what's yeah. funny about that, though, is I, <laughs> if you give me the opportunity to stay in the hospital, I'm like, how long can I be here? Yeah. How long will TRICARE how long cover will this? You, how long will you take <laughs> I will my... stay as long. I was like, you bring me food on a tray? Yeah, sure. Cool. How long will I you... stay as long as I can. How long will you take my baby to the nursery yeah. so yeah. I can take a yeah. nap? Like, yeah. I'm all yeah. about yeah. it. I, yeah. I, 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 I was there for, like, three days with Juniper. Mm -hmm. She was my third baby. It was yeah. the easiest like they they induced me yeah. at like seven. I had her by like one. I could have probably gone home that day. I was like, "How long will Tricare pay?" <laughs> I just stayed there. I like in Tucson. the food. Yeah, I do. Right. Like I mean, but I feel I like always would get the same meal too. Mm -hmm. I'd order tomato soup and a grilled cheese. I don't know why. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> doctors, midwives, nurses, and doulas yeah. have to individualize their 
care yes. to these people, to these patients, clients, whatever. There's a whole um, bunch of different personalities coming and rolling in. everybody is different. Everybody wants different things. Everybody progresses differently. Yes. Everybody needs different and things. And wants the different things for different reasons. Yeah. Right. And I just want to stay there and get food on a train. Yeah. Sometimes you have to explain <laughs> to these people, like, I know this is what you want, but this is what's best right. for you. Yeah. And having a doula that understands that as mm-hmm. well. Like, we had a birth that we were... T- together uh-huh. where it wasn't me who convinced the the laboring patient that they needed to get Pitocin and they yeah. needed it more often. It was Kaylin. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Girl. I call myself like, munchy. <laughs> yes. So I'm not, I'm not full on crunchy. Oh, got you. I'm a little medical, crunchy. Little, a little medical, a little crunchy. So I, sure, munchy. to me, I, feel like that's I, perfect. I, Those I are fully, delicious. I fully respect medical. Yeah. The science of things. I feel like there's a, a place and a time for all. If only this could happen in politics, right? Right. <laughs> That's for sure. Separation. But there's always extremes and instead so of something in the middle. In in this situation, I knew that the this mother did not want any medical yeah. interventions, and she came in for an induction, and that that kind of that's not real. Yeah. You can't really come in for an induction and also expect it to not be medical. Not medical. (laughs) Yeah. And so at this point. And um, you were hired as a doula and a photographer? mm -hmm. Okay. Um, To be fair, she did absolutely wonderfully. Yeah. Oh, given all the circumstances, she but so, did so she came amazing. to be induced on purpose. But yes, but it was she really wanted to try things nice and slow, which you have that op- yeah. opportunity. But but the, why was she having to be induced? Um, so it was it was more of an elect. It was kind of a gray area. Oh, okay. so she was approaching forty two weeks. Oh my land! She also had gestational diabetes. She had gestational oh, diabetes, which you. Usually, not all the time, it usually means babies can I be I feel like bigger. two weeks over for a... Uh, she had a couple things going. There's some things going right? on. <laughs> and one of the main things was one of the midwives she was not comfortable with in this practice was going to be on call in a couple of days. Oh, no. Um, and so so she was, was trying to... She was trying to Get the show the clock, on the road before right? then. <laughs> um, unfortunately, she ended up getting her anyways. And so when it came to any kind of medical advice that this provider was trying to recommend because there was already this animosity in this relationship there was almost kind of like earmuffs put on yeah which is valid totally valid and so um as a birth worker i'm watching the fact that she has been contracting for 24 hours and i know medically that her uterus which is a muscle is going to get tired Uh, and and your whole self yeah and (laughs) so what that looks like for a patient with a tired uterus is you're at a high risk of hemorrhaging and so you're also at a, at a risk of burning all of your energy and not being yeah. able to push, push. And then you're going to end up in a C-section. Yeah. So it was my personal recommendation that we do do Pitocin, um, even though that was something that we held off for a long time. I mean, it was like a good 18 And this hours. is one you guys did together? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, she came to work, left, and came back to work, and I was still there. Oh, you're still there. I'm still there. Yeah. And again, that's why you I, don't charge $200. Yeah. Right. Like, sidestepping, like, when she actually delivered, I was not her, like, the first night, I was her nurse. Yeah. Taking, like, managing her care. The second night, I was actually charged nurse. The date changed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The date changed. Yeah. So, I was actually the charge nurse, and I, like... So when I'm charge nurse, I don't have any patients. Oh, okay. I just kind of like manage everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they had already bonded so much yeah. and I had already helped build that relationship and trust between Elizabeth and this, and this patient, because I had talked to Elizabeth about her and I had talked to her about Elizabeth. So there was this 
communication. They felt safe. They yeah. felt safer on each other. Also, they were wonderful. They are amazing. <laughs> I love them. I'm just saying. But it was um, really and sweet not everybody is. No. The, the midwife. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. The midwife had had actually thanked Elizabeth for getting them to agree to that. And Elizabeth was like, that wasn't me. That was their doula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go figure. Let me, let me sidestep <laughs> just for a moment because, um, that patient actually requested me to come and do a cervical yes. exam because she trusted, even her. though I was not her nurse mm-hmm. and I was not her midwife. Midwives usually do their own cervical exams. The nurses don't do it. Yeah. But she requested me to do it specifically. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be like, oh, no. Whatever. I mean, once yeah. you're comfortable with um, somebody poking around in there, you'd sure. watch the same person. <laughs> when, we call, when we called the midwife, she was like, well, why did you even check her cervix? And I was like, because she, she asked, asked me, me to. to. Yeah. yeah. She asked me to. I was not going to say no. Right. Um, and why would a, you say no? I mean. Uh, correct. Yeah. yeah correct. Exactly. And that's part of like Other our job. Somebody else's ego. Yeah. It's so, like, I feel like that's part of our job as nurses is to like do what our patients like ask within reason and to also advocate for them. Yeah. And like when I checked her, like she was complete and plus two and like ready to push all the things and everything. And then like after the fact, I feel like the midwife was like very like grateful for the fact that like we'd gotten to this point. Cause she didn't want to like refer to a C-section yeah. to where the doctor had to come and do a section. Um, and it all worked out, but like, I feel like that's where the midwife's head was at before that. Uh, and it all worked out great. Yeah. But it's because we work together as a team. Yeah. But if you don't have that team, correct. if you don't have that connection, if you don't have that trust with who's in your birthing room, For that's sure. a big issue. When nurses are going through school now in the more modern era, are they talking about doulas? Like when you guys are coming through class? Like, so as far as like nursing the school, vibe in school, as far as nursing school is concerned, most of the time, whenever you do your OB rotation, it is yeah. half a semester. You get half a semester in OB ah, and you get half a semester okay. in pediatrics because it is so specialized that they don't spend a ton of time on it. People that are very um, passionate about these things, mm-hmm. like I'm very passionate about labor and delivery. I knew from the get-go this is where I wanted to be. This is what I wanted to do. Um, so, I mean, like where I made a, might have made like – some B's and an occasional A in like other classes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like labor and delivery. You were like A plus plus part of my, yeah. <laughs> like I made like ninety seven hundreds on yeah. all those exams because you cared is, about it the most. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I am passionate what about, about. Crunchy stuff so, in general though. What do you mean? Like I don't know. Essential so, oils and stuff. I'm not crunchy, so I have yeah. no idea. I mean like you know I'm all about essential oils. So it's, Really? Yes. I'm Look at all you. about it. Let's talk about essential oil. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, um, medically, uh-huh. like we're going to go straight medical with this. Um, your um, olfactory sensors, which is like what like gives your ability to smell, yeah, is directly linked in your brain mm-hmm. to where like your emotions are processed. Okay. So like things like diffusing lavender and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like things that are calming. Yeah. And like, and it's not lavender for everybody. It could be like Spearmint. anything. Sure. Spearmint's like fine. things Spearmint's that, nice. because mm-hmm. it's an emotional thing, mm-hmm. like smells are directly related mm-hmm. to your emotional well-being. Yeah. That's why like, yeah, but what about people like treating ear infections and stuff with it? I mean, <laughs> Again, there's <laughs> we, we both are munchy enough where it's like there's a time and a place for medicine okay. for sure. Mm-hmm. It's but like sometimes smelling good things take. are good. There's like a thing like you have to be yeah. It oh, has to be fluid, a happy balance yeah. of yeah. all sure. the things. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like for example, like all of our like 
birth centers, which is where people are going that are going natural, that yeah. like don't want, want less interventions, yeah. all have diffusers in them. Okay. Um, because like aromatherapy has been something, mm-hmm. aromatherapy has been something that has been like medically proven to like help, help. patients. Like yeah. even like psych hospitals will give people like these little like personal like things that they can like smell. To calm mm-hmm. or do whatever. specific scents that are... Um, like triggering for them. Like specific scents that are specific to them mm-hmm. that help them calm down and help them deal with their specific traumas. Um, like little inhalers that they just put in their nose that have essential oils. Oh, yeah. So once you them. get to the hospital setting, they seem open to it. But in school, are they talking about it at all? I mean, it's something that's brought up, but it's also something that's sort of like new age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, skirt over well, like, it a little even, bit. Even just in my experience of having children, mm-hmm. like 19 years ago, what it was like compared to... Was- it, you literally, you came in, you were induced, no, like you, 37 weeks was common. What? Back, that's 19 years ago. I didn't realize ago. that. 19 years ago, it was extremely common. You just got induced, especially if you're like. If the doctor was going on vacation. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my <laughs> yeah. OB was going on a golfing. <laughs> you were like, we got to get this baby out. And he was like, if, if, if I. If you're go- like 39 weeks and like you really want to deliver with your doctor, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. But like 37, 37 seems a little. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, like, I was technically on. 36 and five. <gasps> yeah. And you're kind of a little thing. How yeah. big was that baby? 6'12". Oh. Yeah, he was tiny. Which baby was this? Well, Same. My first, first one. My very what? first. 19, I was, and back That's then. That's atrocious because like that was like back in like what, like the 90s? What year was he born? 2003. Yeah. I mean like, yeah. and. No, like, and I had to be given an enema. <gasps> At 17 years old, that was And policy. they didn't let you eat? No, you couldn't What's the eat? policy on food now? Ha ha ha. Oh, okay. Because so, that's a thing. People will be like, well, I want to be able to snack yeah. while I'm in labor. Let's talk about this. So <laughs> evidence-based birthing. Uh-huh. Okay. So where this, where this comes from. <laughs> Do you from, guys disagree on this? No. Well, somewhat. Oh, okay. So the original study came from the thirties when anesthesiology. When they were not letting yes, people eat. Well, they had just started learning about anesthesia. So back then, like that's where the original study come. They have not revamped the study. <laughs> we studied it. <laughs> since the nineties. And even in the nineties, the percentage of aspiration, because that was the biggest fear. The biggest was that fear. that they put you under, you might vomit you and eat, then and then you need an emergency like, section and then you aspirate yeah. so the risk of aspiration is one out of out of every 1.4 million births of death okay and that's current that's, that's a, a current that is a current <laughs> but see even statistic. when i had surgery on my jaw they were like you can't eat for yeah and like so 12 plus hours this is potentially the starving. biggest marathon you've ever going to go on yeah and so there's actually more evidence-based information on the fact that women need nourishment when it comes to labor not only to give them strength to get through the finish line but it's like mentally too yeah um and so Oh yeah, to be laboring and starving. Well, that's terrible. very common. Be so and so, <laughs> like, I don't recommend. I'm, ha- I'm hangry yeah, <laughs> as it is. Right? I'm not recommending my clients to go eat a double quarter know, pounder with hot wings <laughs> yeah. and, and pizza. But yeah. honey sticks, peanut butter crackers, something that's Mild actually and- going to give energy to your body. Yeah, a hundred percent. So that's what my TikTok was of just like, just close your eyes. Shh, you don't see, see her anything. eating that you didn't cracker. See you did not see her eat that, you know, <laughs> peanut butter sandwich or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, because again, what I'm used to is births back to the basics. Yeah. 
women are eating. Now, when they're in active labor, nobody's hungry. Not a single person is hungry hungry in active labor. But that early phase of labor, 100%, I fully believe that that woman needs to be nourished. Okay, what's Lisa? Yeah, she needs to be fed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Early labor. Fine. Or natural labor. Oh, okay. Even we do low residue. Which means like no fatty foods. Okay. Like no meat. Well, I would think nothing, you wouldn't want that anyway, fried, but I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> where people are like, I'm I gonna want get, a double cheeseburger. I'm going to get a cheeseburger McDonald's fries, and, and I'll just be like, hey, like you're that's your prerogative. That <laughs> Let me tell you, when you're pushing, you're going to poop like a muffin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about um, that part. And that's basically what I tell people. I'm like, look, you're allowed to have a low residue diet before. Which would be epidural. things like she's talking about, like sure. non-greasy like crackers, apples, bananas, apples, yeah. bagel, yeah, you know, like yeah. fruits, fruits. Yeah. yeah, vegetables, things like that, yeah, rice. Like yeah. I'm all for it. I'm like, because you need that energy to push later. Yeah, mm-hmm. like bro, like it takes a lot. Yeah, again, so do what you can. Hospital. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but then I would just tell them like, if you choose to stray from this low residue diet. Just be aware. I'm not being held responsible. Just be, just be aware. I don't care if you poop. You, you might, might care if you poop. I see it all the time. You're going you to be pooping a lot. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go and eat the double cheeseburger, just be aware that like there's going to be a lot of poop. Yeah. yeah. I like Just re- know. Like um, this week I had a mom who came into triage and I did not know that the midwife was in the room. She had me on speakerphone. Oh gosh. And I, because <laughs> she had not eaten. Like it yeah. had been like six hours before she had eaten before she came into triage. And it was like, have the cafeteria still open. Have James go down and get sneak some, like get some fruit, get like a package of crackers. You might even find like a Toast, ham sandwich something. or something. Yeah. And the midwife was in the room and she's like, don't be telling him that. And I'm like oh, sending the- her evidence-based information. Oh, like, no! You tell that midwife to shove it. <laughs> no, like there's right. We're going to shove that toast. There are patients that come come in for inductions and are like, I haven't eaten like a day. And I'm like, why? I'm like, you want some crackers? Yeah. (laughs) No, exactly. Because like, and we have like, uh, like it's weird because like we have like a very well stocked fridge for like low residue diet stuff like yeah. like fruit cups and yogurt yeah. and yeah. jello and things like I that. I really get hospital. And I'm like, I'm gonna bring you a sprite. I'm gonna and bring you, I'm gonna a bring you like a yogurt parfait. How you You're feel about that? Drink yeah. it. Um, she's like, yeah. they told me I can eat for twelve hours. I'm like, no, you yeah, can eat. Fine. Yeah, you need um, to eat because I mean, like, and that's our hospital policy. Um, and then whenever people get an epidural, then we restrict them to um, a liquid diet, meaning yeah. they can have like. Popsicles, Jello, Sprite, water—yeah, anything that you can see through, yeah, they can have. Um, if you are a known C-section, knowing that you are going to come in and have like a second C-section or like your baby's breech or whatever you're going to come in, then they're going to tell you to like not eat anything for 12 hours, yeah, because they can come in and they're going to do us like they already know that they're going to do a spinal. And if that doesn't work, they have to do general anesthesia. Right. And they, even though the risk is low for aspiration, like anytime you're doing general anesthesia, like the general anesthesia gives you a risk for aspiration. Right. And yes, maybe the risk may be low. I get real barfy with it. (laughs) Like for us as medical providers, it's like, is it really that big of a deal for you not to eat for eight hours before you come in and have this major surgery? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
It's different well, when, when you're it's a laboring. regular surgery. I think it's different. Yeah, whenever you labor, like, where you need some energy, like yeah. when you're different. laboring, you know you're gonna have to push mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm like, like hey, I was girl. annoyed, but I just didn't eat. I'm I like, want. some graham crackers and a peanut butter. Let me bring you a sprite and some cheese, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like, if I know that it's gonna end up in a C-section or like but patients that are magnesium, that's totally different. Yeah. I'm like, please don't eat because. Yeah. It is not worth the risk for the doctor. It's not worth the risk for you. It's not worth the risk for the nurse to have to deal with like the risk, even though it may be low, that you could aspirate during that yeah. surgery because it's a very real risk and it's mm-hmm. something that could be life altering, life threatening, yeah. something like that. So if you know that you're going to be a C-section, if you know that um, even if you know that you want an epidural right away, like just keep it low res. Yeah, that low residue diet because, yeah, I mean that risk is not worth it. Even though yeah. it's low, it is not worth it. And I'll say, like, I hadn't been under anesthesia in a while, and I was terrible whenever I'd come out of it, mm-hmm. like just puking my guts up. I throw like, up. Let with, me back down. Let yeah. me back down. I throw up with every C-section that I had. Three C-sections, every single one, I throw up a ton. And they were like, "Let's go just go for an and it's like it's not gonna work. I'm still gonna throw up. <laughs> well, they give me all the things. I still be throwing up. I'm like, you could try. Like, I feel like I know you're trying to help me, but it's not gonna work. Like, yeah. but I'm this just last throw time, up. I didn't though. Yeah. But I, but it wasn't like. I think they kind of twilighted me. I don't know how out yeah. out I was, but when I came out of it, I was like, that was a good nap. Mm-hmm. And like, I wanted, I was fine going home. Like, but normally they'd sit me up and I'd be like wanting to puke yeah. my guts up, but it wasn't yeah. too bad. So I feel like they have gotten a little better about some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like dose. I think they were giving me anti-nausea stuff before they, they usually, even put me under. Yeah, they, they should. Yeah. Yeah. When my and aunt you just know that you're going to vomit. Yeah. She was like, I'll get you. I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and serious. Like I go to the dentist to get Novocaine and I throw up. So I'm oh. like, before I have anything, I'm like, I burned all the anti about and all the anti Give me all the stuff. Yeah. They may not work, but at least we're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> oh, that's, I'd rather be in labor good. than go to the dentist and have yeah. a cavity. Honest to goodness. Uh, for real. No, honestly, I hate it so much. The it's other, terrible. the other thing I want to touch on real quick, that is another hot topic between typical, yeah. like hospital births and doulas, whatever is birthing on your back. Okay. That is, that is a huge thing in the birthing community. Where like you're anti back, I'm anti. And unless they want to be there, unless they want to be there. Okay. Um. Again, I. If you're listening to this, <laughs> if you've made it this far, <laughs> evidence. You're still it's listening. Been long. Yeah, it's been a lot. No, I've gone three hours. This is yeah. an hour and forty six minutes we so far. We have covered so much yeah. material, and I feel like there's so we're, much. We're like, we're but we can break it. it. So I have a girlfriend who's an anesthesiologist. Yeah, I love her and does epidurals and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'd be good to have all. Can we Can here. we do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm all for that. But she's scared of doulas because she always thinks that she thinks you're that anti-medical anti. yeah, and like no. you'll judge her for her no her own. I'm but i feel life. like that's well, a i told great, her kayla's cool i feel <laughs> like that's a great conversation yeah to have, yeah. yeah it's wonderful yeah and so again evidence-based birthing is where you need like f- that's where i send all of my clients because it isn't just hippy dippy yeah. bullshit <laughs> i was like oh mother i'm gonna be Earth. honest that podcast is boring as shit <laughs> It's evidence-based birthing. She oh, there's a podcast. Born. It is, oh. but it's to you me, to it's listen. very. It's like well, but I, I sit there. I have to do like so many like education classes. Like it's like per listening to a service. So <laughs> so I'm like, like going back to school. Am I getting paid to listen I'm to this like, podcast? Really? Like I already have to do this at work. Like why don't I do this? But <laughs> I mean, like I get it. Like for people that don't have live the ex- in this world and like it's not their yeah. life. Like it is our life. Like it is good to listen to. Especially and if you're like, planning on having children or you're yeah. pregnant because we'll just make Im- them listen to this one. Yeah. The information <laughs> that's on there is amazing. But like 
I, they had a whole podcast on birthing on your back and okay. where did this come from and yeah. why do we do it? Yeah. And, and the so you call the midwife. They don't make them do it. it. Because this is like, we are mammals. You do not see cows climbing up on a table. <laughs> underneath their back the spot. Yeah. Utter you, up. Exactly. They don't go utter up. Like no mammal lays on its back to give birth. Yeah. Where this comes from is 100% out of the comfort of the OB. Okay. Out of the convenience. Is it easy access or yes. something? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so currently, even currently, providers are only being trained in this position. When they're going through medical training, they are being trained legs and stirrups. So it's more of an, they aren't comfortable in that position. Or they find it gross to deliver a mom that's standing and they have to get juices all over them. Because if she's on her back, the juices slide into a bag, right? Uh. So it's it's... A hundred percent not medically based. There's absolutely no evidence that shows that in 99% of vaginal births that giving birth on your back is the safest Better position. Or, yeah. Now, of course, in shoulder dysorgia, <laughs> Liz got, she's smiling. <laughs> there are medical situations where a mom They're needs gonna need you to on be your flipped back. over to your back for, um, cervical repairs or vaginal repairs or anything like that. As far as sutures go, that is the position. In certain places of the world, this is banned. Oh. It is considered barbaric and it is banned to give birth on your back. So America is literally the only first world country that is still doing this. All right. And this is a common practice. She's coming in hot over there, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> but Most of them don't have epidurals. Oh, yeah. the other countries? When Oh. The only time so like if you're natural, like Push wherever the hell you want to. Yeah. Because yeah. your body is telling you how to push. Yeah. If you have an epidural, the easiest way for me to coach you on how to push is like whenever you're on your back because you can't feel your contractions. And if like patients like, I don't want to be on my back. I want to be on my side. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But that. once you have an epidural, you can't be in another position anyway. Cause you, you can be on your side. And you oh, can, I guess on your side. You can be on all fours. I've had clients deliver on all fours with an epidural. What? Mm -hmm. When they There's, can't feel their okay. legs? Yeah. Oh Here's God. the thing about being on all fours when you're an epidural. That yes. would be crazy. If a patient cannot feel their legs, they have an epidural, they're on yeah. all fours, whatever. Sometimes people have like really great epidurals where they're like their tummy is numb and whatever. Yeah. yeah. They have like full feel. mobility. Yeah. Mm -hmm but they still have full mobility and that's great. That's uh -huh. wonderful. And if a patient came to me like, I can move, I can totally get on my hands and knees no, and I, I was not, be, <laughs> and I want to be on my hands and knees <laughs> yeah. and I want to push this way. But like, look, I have full, and I'd be like, all right, like, let's just well, do let's it. Try it. Like I would do it. But the majority of the time, the patients that have epidurals, they cannot Can't, no. get on their hands and knees. Yeah. Like even like situations where I've like had these, like, so whenever we have what's called a prolonged diesel where like the baby is in distress and the heart rate goes down. Yeah. We'll do like left, right, left, right. And then if it doesn't work, we'll have them get on their hands and knees, even if they have an epidural. And this has been something that's hard to teach some of my newer nurses. Like she's like, Oh, she has an epidural. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Get her on her like, hands get and her, knees. Yeah. She can mm -hmm. do it. We just but have more to help supported. Her. Yeah. We just have to help her again. Um, pushing on hands, <laughs> like pushing or two. <laughs> yeah. I will say pushing on hands and knees when you have an epidural, though, is a different story. Oh. Getting on your hands and knees to fix like a heart rate that's bradycardic is one thing. Like trying to push on your hands and knees when you have an epidural is completely different. I'm all for people pushing on like on their side, whatever it is that they want to do. But I will say that the easiest way to coach somebody to push effectively when they have an epidural is on their back. 
um, when they're on their side and they have an epidural, it's very hard to get them to get in position and do things that is actually going to bring baby down the birth canal. Um, and that's not every single case. Right. Um, again, like labor is subjective. People are subjective. There's individualistic things about everybody, but for the most part, people need to be like in this position where like, yes, they're on their back, but they're kind of sitting up and they're like in this, like holding their legs crunching yeah. position, holding their legs, um, to where they can do it. In addition, like your provider that is delivering your baby and like, and I was like all against this for a long time. And then one of the providers explained it to me and it's like, the easiest thing for me to do whenever I'm delivering a baby is when they're on the back. Cause I know exactly how to get that baby out of the birth canal and prevent. Cause that is what they're taught. Right. Prevent any injuries to the baby um, and to mom. And like, and I understand this, like wanting to be in the position that you want to pushing like how you want to and having the birth that you want to. It's not so much but, want though. It's the <laughs> science behind it. Sure. But like, if you have a provider that is like the best thing that I can do for the baby, I'm the, the best mom, doctor. If you're on your back kind of thing. Like if I am, if I am your doctor, or most comfortable, if I am your doctor and the best way that I know how to deliver this baby and prevent injury it's to you back. and baby is for you to be in this position especially if you have an epidural, like, I mean, like that might be the best option for you. And it's one of those things where you just ask questions. Like, yeah. That goes just back say, to, that just goes back to asking, be like, what yeah. happens? I just want that baby. I don't really care if I'm on for the back. Why do I need to do it this way? What happens mm-hmm. if I do it this a different way? way. Yeah. And the doctors are like, Hey, like if you push on your side and like this happens, then I'm going to have to get you on I your mean, back anyway. And th- and then, then it may not, then it might, might not be safe. And then you can make the decision. Like, and you can ask the doctor like, Hey, can I push on my side? And then, and then if this happens, we do this mm-hmm. and they might say yes, they might say no. But at the same time, like you have to also realize that like, yes, this is your birth. This is your baby. This is you and your experience. However, like doctors, nurses, providers, their license, their everything is on the line whenever they're delivering a baby. And if something goes wrong and it's because you didn't want to do what they suggested. Mm-hmm. They can Are you guys their... documenting that? Like if somebody refuses to go against sure. medical advice? Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody and everybody that refuses any medical intervention whatsoever, I have to document it. Gotcha. 1000%. Even if somebody is like, I don't want to turn on my left side. I yeah. have to like put in the strip. Like they won't turn on their left like, side. <laughs> yeah. Baby's heart rate is in the sixties and patient refused to turn to the yeah. left side. Like, yeah. so now we're going back for a stat C-section like, and like, so I have to say like what the doctor recommends, what I recommend, like every conversation that I have with a doctor, like I have to like put in, Notes. I have to chart and I have to say like, doctor said this, like sometimes even if it's something that I feel like, it's not right for the patient. I'll be like, RN recommended X for a patient. Doctor yeah. said, do this. Yeah. And then, um, nobody listened to anybody. And then no. I can be like <laughs> patient refused. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I and have to say, are. I mean, I have to say every single thing because yeah. like liability for whoever it is, this, whether it be me or the doctor or whoever has to be accounted for so that it, if it ever goes to court, heaven forbid, you're covered. Um, then, and then everything is covered because if, you, if I don't chart it, like I'm the only one that is as an RN, like I am the only one that's charting all of these events. You're like the court like the reporter. The doctor <laughs> goes in and does like a summary afterwards. They yeah. can say like, 
I called the nurse at this time. I said this, I said that, but I am charting like every Buddies. five, 15 minutes, like every single thing. Every time I talk to the doctor, I chart it like everything to the detail that I can. Every 15 minutes I am charting what the heart rate tones are, what the contractions are. Um, are you keeping track of that stuff? Girl, no. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> no, like at, I again, hate paperwork. <laughs> but like that's why that's why labor and delivery patients can only have two patients at a time. Is yeah. because we have it's to charge so much paperwork. Yeah. It is so much more charting than any other nurse. And does. at home births, they do charting. The midwives, but they have a midwife assistant that comes in, and the midwife and assistant is literally like taking notes mm-hmm. and taking notes, tracking. taking all the vitals and everything like that. And you know, again, it goes back to like she's trained for worst case scenario. Yeah, she sees worst case scenario yeah. there's a constant there, there there's almost already a feeling of anxiety yeah in every hospital birth I attend um I've like I said I've never been to a home birth where I felt like anybody's in danger Nervous or, like there's yeah. any kind of anxiety in the situation and almost every single hospital birth I attend it's just a different present. vibe yeah it's a completely different vibe again it goes back to different hospitals because there are hospitals who are like I don't care like the nurse will be pushing with the client. The provider comes in. The provider tells the nurse, I need her in her back. Let's get the stirrups up. Let's break down the bed. And the nurse, like, that's who she works for, like, with. Like, she right. constantly. So, like, I understand that she's not trying to, like. Yeah, like, I can say to the provider, like, she no. really wants to push on her side. Yeah. But if she's like, no, she has to push on her back. You then, can only push patient, back so much. If the patient agrees to it and is like, yeah, I'll push on my back. That's it for me. Like, yeah. I can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, the patient wants to push on her back. Like, <laughs> and if they have really... a doula, it's like, fuck you, doc. We're pushing <laughs> on her side. And I have, and I have. Again, sorry for the swearing. Pertaining <laughs> um, the situation, obviously, I have reached over to mothers and said, this is your fucking body. Do what you want. Yeah. And then I'm over in the corner like, that's what's up, bro. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because I can only do so much. Exactly. Right. Well, you're under a different. I, well, like yeah. I have to work with these doctors every yeah. single day. I, that makes I'm sense. And I can't make a hospital. working. Yeah. I can't yeah. make a working relationship with a physician. Kayla doesn't need to be friends with them. Sure. <laughs> like I can't make a working relationship with a physician. We're like, oh great. Like she's their nurse. Like yeah, lovely. Like yeah. this is what I'm gonna have to no, deal it, with. It is like because the doctors can be like, I don't want that nurse to have my patient. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I could be blackballed from like having any patients from that group. Yeah. 100%. Like it, it does happen. And again, that goes back to the importance of having a doula, the importance of making sure that you are in. Because well, the doula can be totally in your corner without any other sure. strings exactly. attached. I'm that being said, like patients, yeah. like laboring patients, they can advocate for themselves. A hundred percent. To a point. Like don't come in and be like, Crazy. I don't. I don't like. I don't want an IV no matter what. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're getting like, an IV. Like, that's yeah. stupid. But yeah. like, you realize that people. I want need, an IV right now. <laughs> I like. I went down to the blood bank the other day, and they were like, "You give more blood on your floor than any other floor in the hospital." I work in the largest hospital in the area, yeah. and yeah. they were like, "You give more blood on your floor than anywhere else." Huh. Um, and it's because people like. One, you have more blood whenever you're pregnant, whenever you deliver. And the other thing is like, you have the propensity to lose more blood. Right. And so like, we get more blood than anywhere else. Yeah. So like having an IV ready at that time mm-hmm. in case the, like the urgency arises, mm-hmm. that saves everybody time, including yourself for like life-saving measures. Yeah. So like, yes, IVs suck. Oh, like, I just don't like the poke, but after that, it's fine. For sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> A lot of people say it's worse than the epidural. Now. I mean, some people do. 
Like, no. and I get that. Like, I hate going in and like sticking. I don't like the and, idea like, of the epidural. I don't remember it actually hurting. I just however, didn't like the idea, but it freaks me out. <laughs> however, like, just know that it's for a reason. It's not like we're just like, oh, hey, like we love to yeah. people with needles. Here it's we so come. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, and then like I haven't, I have several other nurses that feel completely differently. You're like, whatever, don't get don't an get IV. an epidural. Yeah, don't, don't get, get an IV. IV. Like whenever you, you want to die, yeah, like. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> when you're bleeding when you're bleeding out i'm me in there poking you a thousand yeah. times so we get mm-hmm. one and like i'm gonna get one then yeah and i'm like i don't want to be in that situation yeah. but i mean like there's other nurses that feel totally comfortable like i'm gonna get an IV no matter what i feel like so, i was like, an excellent patient i'm not gonna lie yeah i think you probably, really were. You probably were i feel like you were probably I was wonderful chill. i was like what are if we you doing? have another What's baby next? like please i'll be your nurse one thousand percent see with harrison he um i had to lay on my one side because yeah. his stats and stuff were terrible for like freaking ever. It was so many hours. But it was funny because I, it wasn't that I didn't advocate for myself. It's like, it's your first baby. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to tell anybody about anything. My mom hadn't had a baby in like a bazillion years. Yeah. And, so, and Shane was just in like shell shocked in the corner. And <laughs> he should have probably been taken by C-section. Like I feel like, and then I, he aspirated the meconium. He had the cord around his neck a bunch of times. Yeah. And then even when I, after I delivered, they came rushing in after he'd been deselling for like ever and said we need to get him out now or you're gonna have to go for a c-section i was like oh okay like i wasn't yeah, objecting yeah. to the c-section I so i don't like, know what they were waiting on i feel like james it was a military was hospital my first, yeah <laughs> well but i feel like uh, he should have been a c-section yeah. way before we actually went back but i'll say the one thing about military hospitals is like the military will take things black and white as much as they yeah. can um where, and like, like my doctor was fine, but it was like, if it take, was urgent, then go. Like I wasn't will, fighting they you. They will like take the gray area from like whatever this is. Like yeah. how like at my, like where I worked, like the gray, the gray area can be like from this to this. Yeah. And like military hospital is like, no, this is what it says. And this and this uh, and this. Yeah. And then like there's additional army regulations. And, they make it like this. So like, this is what we were going to do no matter what. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that benefits the patient. Sometimes it not. Yeah. Like I feel like I should have been taken back for a C-section for my yeah. first well before I was. I should have been diagnosed with preeclampsia well before yeah. I was. However, that's not always the case. Like sometimes I don't like, know what the deal was. Things are made like way before that they don't need to be. And that's like everywhere. Well, and it was my epidural wore off on half my side. So I was miserable because I was laying on my like right side for, I mean, it was at least four or five, six hours. have to move. Well, when they moved me, his heart rate would drop. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was terrible. But then when he was born, he was in the NICU for five days and he had aspirated meconium and he was, was, but then my other two were like induced a week early probably for convenience reasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shane was like in Afghanistan. And yeah. He was coming home. Yeah. And then the third one, my mom was there for a certain period of time, you know, mm-hmm. to watch the kids. And so it's but, very common, but I was like, they were pieces yeah. of cake. It was, yeah. it was yeah. simple, but I did go to civilian. Usually hospitals. like second <laughs> and third babies are like yeah. way easier. So like first babies, like anytime I have people that have had babies before, I'm like, tell me the story about your first. Birth. Yeah, let's because <laughs> it's probably gonna indicator. Be very, it's probably going to be very similar, yeah. just faster. Yeah, the the second um, and third were for almost some identical. Reason, like whatever comes in Time. threes, like third baby, sixth baby, yeah, are usually wild cards. Yeah, third uh-huh. baby, hundred like, percent. I have oh, done no, like people that are on like their sixth baby that are on their ninth baby, twelfth <gasps> baby. So it's like every three. Where it's like <laughs> I know it's really weird. Whether it's like. 
then they end up having to be in a like emergency section. It's really strange. It is strange. And I don't want to say that thing that people are like, oh crap. Oh like, no. Okay, have a I will only have two. <laughs> right. That are like, oh no, it's my sixth baby. Are there nervous wrecks now? Like, I mean, like, obviously, like, but it just seems to be like the trend where it's like third to six babies are always wild cards. Yeah. No, um, it doesn't mean 100%. you're going to go back for a C-section. It's funny. It's funny how in things there's stuff like that. But it's uh-huh. like it's like statistically that's just what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Even I do feel babies. like we should like transfer this conversation to like a more lighthearted thing, like about how like. <laughs> well, I was going to say because we have been at it for like two hours. Yeah, and we sure have. Should go. Like I think we should do what we talk closing about, like, thoughts or with, advice like, or the dad thing. Okay, yeah. let's do a few dad. Have things. you seen like let's the trend talk about that's dads. like the trend where it's like he's a ten, but he etc. Cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yes, so I love those. We'll, we'll do like those are my favorite. Okay. We'll do like two a piece. Okay. okay, he's a ten, but okay. Um. <laughs> Do it. He's a 10, but he won't hold her leg. While That's she's Shane. <laughs> Shane said they pay the nurses for that. Uh, I'm not okay. doing it. He's a four. <laughs> four. I'll let him know. Okay. I would say a five. He does yeah. the dishes and stuff. Other Cause stuff, here's though. the thing. Like some dads just get super squeamish. Like no matter how tough they are. Like, I feel like my husband's super tough, right? Like he, yeah. like we go hunting together and then he'll go like skin a deer and yeah. he does it like a freaking surgeon. <laughs> but then like whenever it comes to anything to me, like even me getting an IV, he's like, I, I have can't to look. leave. Yeah. I have to leave. I don't think Shay was squeamish. It's, I think he gets so anxious that he didn't want a responsibility during that time yeah. of being like very nervous. Right. <laughs> well, like I, depend, I think it depends on their response too. Cause like I've had dads that are like, douchey about it no dads that are like no i'm not looking at that oh and then no like dads mm-hmm. that are I mean, like dads that are like i'm just squeamish like i think i, I need to sit down <laughs> he's like i'm just gonna sit here and this like iv pole is gonna be my new best friend <laughs> I'm, gonna hold yeah. on and to I'm like okay like i get that but then dads that are like no man like i don't want to watch that badge see that's me and, like, and stupid that, that's what i'm like shut up. By that. Okay. okay so here's my one like dads he could be he's a, a 10, 10 but but he asked for an extra stitch. Oh, is that oh, still a thing? Negative, a negative thing. 100. I'm like, bro, you negative are one. Tell bro. me you got a small weenie. <laughs> bro, you are one. Oh Don't ask for that. My dad's going to listen to this and be like, Kimberly. 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 <laughs> yeah. Stop talking okay. to Kaylin. So, yeah. She's a danger. She, okay, hold on. He's a so, Let's give Kim one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, I don't have any. Yes, yes, you have, you one. have something. You have one. He's You've a had ten three babies. in birth. Yeah. Yes. He's it a ten. He have a ten. He could be but like an then eight. And he's be a like, ten, and I can't eat. And then he goes and gets like something really good. Then sits there and eats it next oh, to me. Oh man. Oh. He's like I wasn't six. even that mad though because like I was like, "Is that good? I bet it's delicious." He needs to eat. Still not that bad. Depending depending on the situation. Like how smelly was it? It's probably smelly. I didn't yeah, have my, my COVID problems. My ex-husband <laughs> brought in a If he like goes and it's like, it's bitch, my- I got to eat. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. Yeah, but if it. he's like, I'm just really hungry and like I've been awake no. for four hours and I know she can't eat, but like I'm just super No, hungry. I think it was normal eating time. Yeah. It would have been sad if he it didn't just, lunch. Like, I think it's it fine. depends on the situation. Because like, there's been it. times before where like dad's like, I'm really hungry. And like the like the wife's been like, you should eat. I feel like I ordered vicarious. Like I was like, no, order this. Yeah. And eat it this. in front of me so I can tell watch you like- and tell me how it tastes. <laughs> But I feel like if mama's like crying, oh and yeah, that's like different. transitioning, and she's like, "I am so hungry," and he's like woofing down like, right next to her, yeah. like, or if she's like had a C-section, she's there for yeah. two hours, and he's like, "I'm gonna get like can't eat see. it in the hallway." You know, like, <laughs> just go in the waiting. 
hang on. Yeah, go, go eat it somewhere else. Go to the cafeteria and oh, eat it. My like, ex-husband brought in a hot box of Krispy Kreme donut. Oh, <gasps> God. Yeah. That's why Did you do that? He's my ex-husband now. That was it. That was one. I, I made the, the decision then. <laughs> yeah. the, the reasoning brought in. Was crispy. this Chris? Yes, it was. Of course it was. <laughs> yes, it was. All right. So I've got one. He's a four. Oh. But he takes his shirt off to do skin to skin. Oh. <laughs> when did that come about? You think? I feel We're, like the past no. couple years. Yeah. We're an eight. We're an eight. We're an eight for eight, sure. Maybe got hotter. Depending on what it looks like when he takes his shirt off. No, Liz. Even it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's a grizzly bear. It doesn't matter what he is. The, fact the baby's that, like Bleh. the fact that he realizes that that skin to skin oh, is important. For sure, a hundred percent. I do a lot of like, tr- like bursts where like women have like torn a lot or they're in a C section. Yeah. Like even in the OR, the dads are like, "I just want to do skin to skin." Yeah, let's wait till we get back to the room. Yeah, we're just still super in the OR. on there. Like, babe, we're still in the OR. Like, love the enthusiasm. Slow your roll. Absolutely love dads that want to do the kangaroo care. Yeah. Skin oh, skin. Yeah. I am like, I love it. Like yeah. we have a lot. Of, <laughs> so we have a lot of like VIP deliveries, like where like oh. people from like. The predator, like I shouldn't say. Yeah, this. yeah, like, yeah. Don't say. It. Yeah, but like. Yeah, yeah. Like sports, various sports, sports, musicians, sports, and athletes, sports. and musicians that come in. And I'm like, yeah. Do, do they get their own like floor and suite, or they? They don't get their own floor. Okay. No, there's been celebrities that have asked us to close down the whole floor <gasps> for them, and for she their knows her birth. I'll be asking about that later. <laughs> you, you know who I'm talking about. And I've said, like, can you close down the whole hospital for my what? birth? Like basically, no. Do us, it at home. No, if like you wanted, wanted that us, private. Wanted us to close down the That's entire ridiculous. labor and delivery floor. And it wasn't we even Beyonce. Are, it wasn't. No. Yeah, <laughs> like we are the busiest labor and delivery unit like in the state. Like imagine thinking that way. And asked us to close down the entire floor for her labor and delivery. And you all laughed and laughed. And postpartum <laughs> period. But can you sign this? Yeah. <laughs> like, and we were like, no. Yeah. But the, and yeah. she was like, well, then I'm not delivering him. Like, Fine. And we were like. Darn. Great. Bye. That's great. Um, <laughs> You're not yeah, going to find somewhere else that's going to let you either, though. Right. I mean, like, I don't know what the outcome was, but we're like, no, like, we That was ridiculous. I'm sure we, we can Google it. Like, so, I mean, like, we've had situations where, like, we have a reserved a room for, like, we think this person's going to deliver for, like, like a four-week period where we're like, hey, oh, this one room can be dedicated <gasps> to be set aside for this person. That's still bonkers. It, it's still bonkers. Do you charge them more? I feel I like know. somebody should. I don't know. Um, sometimes these like very VIP deliveries will just stay on the labor and delivery I'm honestly floor. quite hurt that you have not called me and told me they need a doula. Oh, Come yeah. back. Well, <laughs> Give them our business card. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if I'm ever in that situation, you know, I'm going to be like, here, call this chick. You need a photographer? Yeah. Um, I really feel like you would benefit I would. from you this. Know I I know, would. I know. You know that I would. You know that I would. Yes, I absolutely So you would. still have one more though? Yes. What uh, is he uh, a four reading, or a seven reading. or a oh, gosh? You can go I mean, good. Like you can go positive so on this many one. Things um, like he's a three, but or he's a let's ten do but. not hot or not <laughs> not dad, but maybe like grandpa. Okay, oh, so like oh, he. I don't know where this would come from. Oh, well, but like wait, but, uh, father of the mom or dad either okay like what do you do you know he's like a three but like gives mom her privacy oh, okay. oh 
Oh, yeah. Like wants to be very. Yes, like steps behind the curtain or out oh, of the room for like I've cervical exams. Yeah. yeah. Or for pushing. Yeah. 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 That's nice. I've like had, the I've biggest emotional. Like, no, the biggest emotional yeah. lament that I had recently was a patient that I was laboring and the baby was actually going to be named after paternal grandfather. Oh, yeah. Like, so, like, father of baby's dad. Okay. And so he would step out for virg- vaginal exams. He would step out for, like, anything and everything. Even, like, in, like, the... Things like, a mom would hang out for, but, like... Postpartum period, like, whenever she was, like, breastfeeding or if I had to, like, rubber her and, like, check yeah. her bleeding. Like, he would just, like, step behind the Aww. curtain. During Without you having to ask him yeah. to. During the delivery, he stepped outside and then... I just have to tell a story because it made me cry. <laughs> um, he stepped outside and then um, everything was really busy. So we didn't have a baby nurse or anything. So I had to be the baby nurse. And I was taking <laughs> the baby over to the warmer just to assess the baby. Yeah. Um, she only pushed like three times and baby was like, yeah. didn't get that good squeeze that most babies do during to squeeze and everything out like, of them. I yeah. think I just need to like suction a little bit. Yeah. We've got a lot of fluid. Yeah. Um, and as I was pulling and I was like taking the baby over to the warmer, the door opened and the baby nurse came in and the dad was standing outside and he saw the baby and started crying. Aww. And I like threw back the curtain. I was like, get Come in here. Get, yeah. get in here and see like, and they were naming the baby uh-huh. after grandpa. Did he know like, that ahead of time? He did. Oh. And he was crying. And I was like, and this was like a big burly man. I'm talking like six feet tall, had to be like 250, like, like big bear of a man. He like saw that baby immediately, like eyes filled with tears. And I was just like, get in here. Come on in. Get in here and see this. Get in here and see your namesake. But it was one of those things like there are certain things that pull at my heartstrings whenever I'm in deliveries. One thing is like giant weeping men. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Giant weeping men is I'm one a of the things. Yeah, and even it's like most of the time it's dad, obviously. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it was like grandpa. I've seen some sweet grandpas. Yeah. It was grandpa on TikTok. And he, and tell my husband makes like, me delete it. I'm gonna pull that curtain, and you can come over here and just stay next to the baby yeah. while he's being assessed by baby nurse. Whatever, like yeah. you can stand right here because you can't see like mom's played out or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, we can make this work. Yeah, because obviously this is really it can important be both. to you. Privacy, uh, privacy, and was the cutest thing I've ever seen. My- and <laughs> I just I'm gonna remember it for the rest of my life. My dad came in oh. with his first grandchild oh. with yeah. a disposable camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. And took that pictures wheel. of the placenta. Oh, nice. So he was a birth photographer before, before it was a thing. Because now that's one of my favorite things yeah, to yeah. photograph. But I distinguishedly remember being like, that's weird, dad. Like, yeah. Ew. And he was like, no, this was. That's put, cool. He put gloves on and picked up my placenta and was, because he's a teacher. So yeah. He he's pulling apart like you're yeah. looking at he it. Like, this, this Checking was, her out. This is the maternal well for him the placenta was such an interesting thing because for me being his first child my dad was pretty progressive for his, for the, the 80s. time like he still he, is like yeah, your dad is he, like totally like, progressive he watched national geographic yeah. births okay and he watched the birthing tapes that the hospital yeah. sent them and but none of the birthing tapes at that time or even national geographic showed any afterbirth oh so it was all this like he an, saw everything else but he was interested in screaming laboring pushing baby coming on then like the movie ended. okay yeah. so i'm when, sorry but placentas are the coolest thing they in the really world. are but he did not know that a placenta was a pl- so when i was born okay baby's on my mom's chest i'm on my mom's chest yeah. and there's a cord coming from me to inside my mom yeah when he cut the cord 
he thought that the cord was going to recoil back. <laughs> Just like zip back in. Yeah. He genuinely like, like a tape measure. He cut the cord and ex- exactly. Yeah. He expected well, to then like, he's paying attention to the baby. He's yeah. not right? paying attention. And so when he's like, he told me, he goes, no, I cut the cord and it didn't, it you know, zip, yeah. didn't zip back inside. And then. I'm looking at you and I'm like looking at your mom. I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm looking at the doctor and the doctor's grabbing this cord and yanking on it. Pulling. And then I've had, I've had dad yeah. ask if it's the liver coming out of her. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it sort of looks like what you picture a, a liver. It is like, it is the only organ that your you body regrows. Grow mm-hmm. like it is created and you grow yeah. while yeah. you're pregnant yep. and then you just completely dispose it's, of it's yeah. wild. I deliver. had a midwife it like, is, I don't need this anymore we're done here yeah. <laughs> the dad was looking it's the coolest and he was thing like, ever he's like what is that and she's like oh you didn't know you were having twins and like <gasps> pulls it oh me. no that's yeah. evil <laughs> and of course me and the midwife are dying, dying laughing yeah. and he's like what's what? wrong with <laughs> it you know? we're like, no, what's wrong with it yeah it's just the placenta no like I've had a dad that has run out of the room before like a oh, mom that was like, I wouldn't deliver my placenta on there. Like, okay, we'll leave you alone for a little while. And he's running in the room, and she's like, and he's like, her liver's coming out of her. Vagina. <laughs> There's something oh, happening. Uh, no, that's Crying. not her liver. That's not what okay. it is. Um, those are the for same. Real, like, we need to be in there, but like, yeah. it's not her liver. Yeah, the, those are the it's same. It's not her liver. Those Thanks, are the friend, same people who are, like, who are like, you're my, not hired, but yeah, my partner's gonna be my doula. I don't think we need you. And I'm like, <gasps> okay, okay, well. Mister who thinks the placenta is a liver. It's like literally the same. It's, that, it's, like, it's mm-hmm. always that guy. It's always that And guy. it's always the guy who's complaining about sleeping on the sofa yeah. too, probably. But yeah. she thinks he's going to make a huge change and suddenly become supportive and fun. Yeah, I mean, it happens. <laughs> I feel like as moms and like this goes like beyond like being a nurse or a dealer or whatever. It just goes like to being a mom. Like sometimes we have unrealistic <laughs> expectations yes. of what our husbands are going to do as dads. Yes. Um, and I feel like that's not fair. We've well, had nine. We think had, it depends on what it is. I mean, like, sure. Like we have nine months to like cope with like this living being that's like within us. Yeah. And that like, but we've by the had time it's their third. Okay, sure. Yeah. But like, we've had a chance to bond with this baby and we've had a chance to be like, I don't, really I have first time dads that are like more sure. involved than the mom. Yeah, I think it's hit or miss. And yeah. it varies. Just like labor varies. Like, I think that this varies, but like, sometimes there's dads that's just like, yeah, like, I'll feed them one and change a diaper once yeah. in a while. But like, I it's work. your baby. Yeah. I work. Like, so you're the mom. Like yeah. sometimes you, sometimes I and think then they moms, complain though when the mom takes a shower and the baby cries the whole time. It's like, well, cause sure. he doesn't know you, but, <laughs> I think, Hello. but I do think that it's one of those things that like as a conversation that needs to be had about like your realistic expect expectations is what you think your husband is going to be like as a dad. So he knows what to do. And then you also don't have these like high standards that he yeah. absolutely can't meet. Like, you sleeping all night and him getting up with a baby. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, and sometimes that's what moms expect. Like, I'm going to take care of the baby all day. But he's going to come home from work um, and then he's going to take care of the yeah. baby the rest of the time. Like, and I think that sometimes people have unrealistic expectations. But you can. As I did. And I'm only speaking from personal <laughs> experience because I really thought that, like, my husband was just going to, like, we're going to be partners. Like I was going to be up with you. He's going to get up with me every night, uh, but he no. would like, go get the baby and be like, what? I can't breastfeed. Like, what do you want me to do? Oh, I'm yeah. going back to bed. And I was just like, you asshole. Yeah. But um, then yeah. that next day when you're exhausted, mm-hmm. 
and you've pumped and he can give the baby. You know what I mean? Like right, if you're always right, breastfeeding, right. it is what it is. But like Shane was always good about that. Like I will get up every hour, two hours and not sleep all night, but I'm going to hand you that. But I did bottles. I'm going to hand you that baby. I'm going to go sleep for sure. like three hours this in the morning, you know, think, and he never complained. I, I mean, like, I think part of it is having like a realistic expectation and, and voicing not, them too, yeah, though, and not like, cause they can't like, read your mind. And also like, even if you've talked about it, like not, faulting your partner for their faults after you have the baby. All right. If you say so. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's a two. He's a two. I've divorced he's a two. <laughs> he's a two. But I mean, and like, then he ate a cheeseburger right next I to think, me and we're done. I mean, <laughs> I think donuts. <laughs> I no, think Krispy part Kreme of it would is realizing yeah. like, yes, like obviously like having a baby and then dealing with the, Hormonal changes as well as like being a new parent is hard. Yeah. But you also have to acknowledge that becoming a dad and he's also trying to become a new parent. Like you have to acknowledge that without being completely like, hey, it's all about me. No, you know but I, mean? if I want to nap, I'm going to go take a nap and you better hold the baby. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I've always voiced all my I, things no, too. I think people I think don't voice a, it. I, but I think it's a give and take. And I think that we can't hold our partners to this like unrealistic expectation of perfection, which I mean, I'm not saying perfection. No, Naps, uh, yes. I mean, like, cause, <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like I did after our first baby oh. is like, I felt like my husband was just going to do, you everything. had a fantasy and it was mm-hmm. yes. Unfulfilled. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And with like our second and third, I'm like, okay, oh, well, I know what's doing, happening. Yeah. No, he is actually doing everything that he can. Um, I'm not working. Like I'm on maternity leave. I can like do all these things. Um, but like with our first baby, I was just like expecting it to be more like the movies, like less than a 50% more than him, like him being 75 and being 25. Oh no, like, I never I feel had like that expectation. That's the idea that I almost feel like that's the idea that I had in my head as opposed to like the other way around. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. like, I think it's just like important to be forgiving and like communicate. Like both these. you, you're both learning more than stress. anything, yeah. like communicate the th- yeah. things more than anything being like, I feel like you're not putting when I, forth. when I do postpartum visits, that's what I'm checking for sure. Uh, I, I for actually sure. ask my clients, how is your relationship going? Yeah. How is it? How's it going? Are you wanting to kill each other? Yeah. <laughs> From lack of sleep. And I, even during the prenatal before they have the baby, yeah. I'm doing these, re- these warnings of like, you're going to fight. Oh, you're yeah. Gonna fight oh, you've yeah. never fought in your entire life. Absolutely. That is normal. Because you've never had stress like that. No, you've never been sleep deprived like that. And responsible for another yeah. human's life. Um, <laughs> no, a hundred I mean, I'm not saying like, mom, you should just sleep all the time and make dad like do everything. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying like, if you need to go take a shower though, you need, you like, you need to have a shower. conversation and have realistic expectations. Yeah. And if those expectations before are not you being get met <laughs> or get married or for get that pregnant. matter, yeah. like before those ex, before you like, like get into this spiral where you feel like expectations are not being met. Yeah. You need to say something ahead of time. Be like, yeah. Hey, like, I need more help with the baby. I feel like that's 99.9% of the problems on the wives pages. They're like, absolutely. He doesn't do this, that. And I'm like, did you tell him? Did you talk to him? Because like being a new mom, being a new mom is really hard. Yeah. And I am not. And you're probably not always in your right mind. I think because you're so sleep deprived. Yeah. And hormones. Trauma. Yeah. All the like trauma of birth. All the things are absolutely a thing. But like additionally, like realizing that your partner is also a brand new parent and is in un like unnavigated territory. Mm -hmm. 
So like be a little bit easier yeah, on them. One, That's all I'm saying. One out of every so much nicer than me. Six. I know. I was so rough on Thomas after after our first baby. Like I was such an asshole. Um, <laughs> now you got guilt. And I was no I was like completely unforgiving of like his faults. And it took us a while to like get through that. Yeah. And that's fine. And like we got through it and like now we have three like beautiful, healthy children. Like we figured it out and everything. And they get older like, and you like each other again. It's fine. For sure. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying like first babies are hard. Learning to be new parents is hard. Learning to be parents of like multiple children is hard. Being a parent is hard. Yeah. Just yeah. In, general. in general. And I'm not saying like sometimes like for some parents, like their transition from like one to two is hard. Yeah. From sometimes like for us in instance, like, transition from two to three was really hard because all of a sudden we're outnumbered. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, even crazy. after yeah. that, like if you have 15 children, like sometimes number 15 just can be the hard one. Oh, I feel like they got a little bit easier because you got all those older ones. For no, sure. They can take care of each other, yeah. right? Or you've just completely just lost it so you're not crazy. tracking it anymore. People are like, but oh my I mean, God, I can't like, you get no, You're like, I don't even know where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like, there's no standard for yeah. like, what is the right thing? That is a good thing I think to say, yeah. And to be like forgiving of each other and your relationship and yourself as parents. Yeah. Because I'm like- I always remember you're a team and not like against each other. Yes. I always feel. Yes. And I think it was just my personality, but the moms who are like, I want, I want to breastfeed for a year and I want a cloth diaper and I want to, and they put so much pressure on themselves. And I was like, dude, when this pump stops working, you're getting formula, honey. Mm -hmm. And like, I actually cloth diapered and liked it a lot, but it was from a not, Crunchy I place. Did. I just cut. They were fun to collect, and they're all yeah, like, yeah. like the patterns. And I liked I having them. You didn't run out. Yeah, I was like able to I did, sell them when you're I did done, half which is and weird. Half. But I did half and half. Yeah, my yeah. First two. My yeah. third, I was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> no, I had disposables I if we went this out. <laughs> yeah. If we were out and about, I would just take disposables because it was easier. Yeah. But but for me, like three was the deal breaker. Like going from like two to three was it's like not... we're outnumbered. Like, but did you have much of a gap? No, no, we had 15 months. Oh, well, I, you might as well have had twins. No, <laughs> but I mean, like, that could have been the reason behind it. But 100% I mean, like, the reason behind it, yeah. Because I, mean, I had like, three years between the second yeah. and third, and it was sure. cake. But I mean, like, it's also, like, I think dependent on, like, the the people, like, the parents, whatever. Like yeah. Kids' personalities. Also, <laughs> like, just remembering that, like, you are an individual, your husband yeah. is an individual personality, mm-hmm. and your kids Don't be are so hard on like, yourself and everybody else. Give yourself a break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My first, my first postpartum experience, I was 17. Um, Which is I was 17 and, and I had a I four. I had a slut. <laughs> I was a dirty slut. Um, I had a forcep birth. So I had stitches. I had a fourth degree tear. Yeah. I had bronchitis. Oh let's just be goodness. honest. Like Zane and Ryan are wonderful people. They really are. Let's just, let's just put You that grew up there. together and yeah, all Yeah, we well. did. We did. They're um, great human beings. But our first night home from the hospital, um, I had been given painkillers because I had a fourth degree tear. Like something tear. sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in That's pain. That's pretty sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> and my ex-husband had taken all of the <gasps> medicine. You chose wisely. I did. <laughs> also the donut eater i'm sorry that was the second one yeah i'm sorry (laughs) my dad that like doesn't like swearing what a dick yeah no my dad was like can you imagine the thought process that went into that oh yeah oh yeah well i I I actually i had never been around anybody that had breastfed 
Well, I, and back in the day, we didn't this, have the internet. Yeah. I mean, like, what no, year was that again? 2003. I mean, we had the internet, but it wasn't but like the way like this, it is now. You don't bust out your phone and available like. available in your hand. Yeah. And so I was living with his mom who had never breastfed. Yeah. Um, and had no support, obviously, yeah. from the father and stuff like that. So Clearly. <laughs> he was like snoring. He got It was the raped. opposite of support. The first night home, his, his, his take on this would be like, I, I slept so great. Yeah, I, I, bet I was did. Well rested. Um, I called the hospital um, the first night home in hysterics <gasps> and was like, "I can't get him to eat. He won't stop Aww. crying. I don't like. I don't know if if I can be. You must his have mom. just looked like a little girl oh, going home with your God. baby doll. Yeah, no, like we literally. I mean, because I don't look thirty seven. No, so. <laughs> it's not seventeen. You look about twelve. <laughs> At seventeen, I look like I was twelve years yeah. old. So, you know, there is, and, and because I deal with postpartum a lot, yeah. I deal with a lot of families and I, and I do have these conversations prior to baby. Yeah. And then I'm also making sure that postpartum we're having those conversations too, it's, which is important of like, are you guys fighting? Let's do this. Yeah. healthy. Like what, what can you do to maybe make her feel like you're supporting her more and vice versa. And, um, postpartum like postpartum depression affects everybody, not just yeah. male or female. Uh, one one and out of every six women will experience postpartum depression and one out of every 10 fathers. Interesting. I've literally never, never yeah. occurred to me. Yeah, they yeah. also can suffer, suffer from postpartum depression and anxiety. Do you 100%. think theirs comes from a different play? I mean, there's hormones aren't coming it, into play. It's not so much hormones as it is trauma. Okay. watching their loved one go through right. scaring the crap out of them basically yeah. yeah um there's a lot and because the focus without a doula the focus is on mother mom only so they're mm-hmm. just sitting there so they're sitting blind they don't, <laughs> their anxiety is so high they don't know is this normal is this not normal is she about to die is my baby about to die like right. that's literally their and then you process. get over that hump and then Dude, you're home like, and there's this new thing yeah that you don't then, know what to do with you know, most dads most partners are not taking breastfeeding classes and they're not watching the videos yeah and they're, and they're like i don't know and i, I feel you. like they're not well like now with social media i feel like they're not in the mom groups mm-hmm. the way they're not in dad groups where they're all discussing it they're not talking about stuff yeah. the same way that mom's are like have a girlfriend that they go, yeah. Hey, is this normal? Yeah. Or yeah. With that being said, there is a group called PSI, which is postpartum support international. And you can Google it. It'll pop up. They actually, if you scroll down and it says support for moms support yeah. for dads. So they can go. So dads, there's actually support groups. It's twice a month. It's all free. You could do it anonymously. Um, you don't have to sign up anything. And so like, you can be in a group of other dads who are like, what the hell? Even if you're just doing? in the corner reading stuff, exactly. it would be helpful. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, like she, she sees the labor birth and like immediately after as where I'm taking care of the pregnancy prior, right. building that relationship labor delivery and postpartum gotcha too. so doulas doulas have <laughs> you're so loud on a straw <laughs> my, no, my, like, my straw is broken oh no she's not like, drinking she's it just sucking air <laughs> no it's it's broken that's why i haven't been drinking it because it's like <laughs> well i've kept you all two and a half hours yes. see and you think at the beginning like oh we'll be done we don't quick. have anything no it just about. goes on forever yeah. but I mean, do you have like, any last minute quick advice and we'll do most, this again and we'll like, try to get into most of Kaylin and i's conversations like just, we could just like spend hours and hours talking about birth yeah. Well, I, do you have any last minute thing you would say? Um, I think yours about like, be kind to yourself and your partner is yeah. good. Kaylin, you got one? Um, <laughs> don't order donuts and no, then eat oh. them. 
or don't <laughs> eat Thai curry the night before your induction. Yeah. Take it from oh me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Take That's it from terrible. Me. No, but in all honesty, making sure that you are building the best birthing team that supports you and believes in you. For sure. So you're comfortable going mm-hmm. in. Are there Asking any questions yeah. and just like, don't automatically be like, oh, they want to put me on pit. Like, no. Just ask the question. Just mm-hmm. say like, well, why do I need to start pit right now? And what's happened? What happens if we don't? Well, so yeah. rarely are you like the most important person where all of the attention is on you. Just ask the question. Yeah, exactly. The worst they're going to say is like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You could be like, why? And then they might give you a good answer or they'll yeah. give you one. I mean, like, and I hate to say this because like, I hate when patients just like refuse things. Where yeah. I'm like, no, you really need this. You're like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> um, we can't force you to do anything. Yeah. Policies are not law. Oh. They're not. Mm. Like, no matter what, like, if you come in and you're like, nope, don't want that. I'm not going to do that. Like, no, I don't want to pee. I can't. I just have to be like, sorry, like, patient refuse. Fine. Like, when, <laughs> like when babies are really big, we're supposed to take blood sugars. Like, you can just be like, nope, nope don't, don't want, want to. And I just have to be like, patient said no. Yeah. Um, you can always say no. Nobody can force you to do anything. If at like any point to where like we feel like, hey, baby's in danger, you're in danger, and you still say no, then yeah. we'll, like we then it becomes emergent. Like, yeah. Well, like we have to call like an ethics committee. Oh my god. And they have to like come in and speak to you. Don't in the be that guy. Just let like, them take care of you. Don't be <laughs> at a that person. Point. Like if you're at a point, there's where, a happy like, medium. The doctor and the nurse are like having to call in an ethics committee. Just <laughs> yeah. no. Never happened. There yeah. is probably a reason that like it's we're urgent suggesting now. the things yeah. that we're suggesting. Right. Um, but I mean like it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to like ask to be educated on what's going on. Um be your own advocate. Right. So like as nurses, like one thing we learn in learn in nursing school is like it's called ad pie. And like it's part of oh, what ad pie, A D P I E. And it's one of the things like the biggest, like as an a registered nurse, the things you're supposed to assess, you're supposed to like diagnose what you can, and you're supposed to like prevent, intervent, and educate. So like an education is one of the things like we cannot delegate to anybody else. We can't delegate it to like certified nursing assistants. We can't right. delegate it to like an LPN, right. whatnot. Like education is part of our job and ask the questions, ask us to educate you on what's going on because that is our job. Mm-hmm. That is 1000% our job. It's okay to ask questions. Like if I had to stand in a room and I have to educate a patient for like 45 minutes on all the things going on, like you will, it's okay. Cause <laughs> yeah. that's part of my job. Yeah. And I can document that I educated you on X, Y, and Z. And you can fire anyone. Yay. Absolutely. If you have a nurse and you're asking these questions and you're finding resistance yeah. within this fire them immediately. I would like Liz. Yeah. I'm with Elizabeth. She doesn't go here. <laughs> she doesn't go here. She doesn't even but go I would here. like to have she her. She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. You can't sit with us. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to tell you like a really crazy birth? Like the crazy. It'll be short. Okay. Really crazy birth. She's on a roll. She's gonna have a podcast after yeah. this. <laughs> no, I'm saying like I. Not even my patient. I was like walking down the hall and I heard this dad screaming and oh, I thought no. he was screaming at the nurse oh. or the mom. Somebody. Yeah. And I was yeah. like. Okay. Never this good. Not, this is not okay. So like I went to the room as I got to the room, the dad like throws with the door and he's like, y'all need to get in here right now. Like totally hysterical or whatnot or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I walk in the room and the woman's sitting in the <gasps> bed, like with her legs spread <gasps> and the baby's head is out. Like she's hanging off the bed. 
No, no, no. She's just in the bed and her legs and like and the, the baby's just the crowned. baby's head is out, <gasps> like completely out, like Not to like the crowning. neck, like to the shoulders. Yes, <gasps> and the baby's head is out and she's like holding the bed, <gasps> the head between her legs, and I was like, okay, let him out, like, yeah. like, like push it back in. <laughs> bro, like dad is screaming for a reason. Yeah. Um. So I just went in and like threw him some gloves. I'm like, just push a little bit. Let's get the baby. The rest yeah. Of the out. Um. Turns out like mom was complete, had an epidural. Nurse went to go call the doctor to be like, hey, she's complete. Yeah. She started throwing up. Uh, free pushing. And her pushing. Oh. Free pushing. Vomiting is free pushing. I mean, you've had friends. those pukes where you poop your pants a little yeah, bit. Sure. I suppose it's safe. So, like, I just had that. <laughs> while, she was, while she was vomiting, the head just popped out. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh, that so, means her. You'd be like, yeah. oh, oh, no. <laughs> like, so they were kind of freaking out. And I just walked in and just delivered that baby, put it on mom's chest. Then dad was like, we got to cut the cord. And I was like, no, no, no. Just hold on a minute. Yeah. Just yeah. like baby's out, baby's good. Yeah. Breathing, everybody's good. Yeah. We will just hang out till the doctor gets here. Yeah, it's good. Like poor we're thing. Good now. Can you imagine? He probably was traumatized. Yeah. He was. He probably was like, out. we don't need a doula. I'm <laughs> gonna be her support. <laughs> that head popped out. And he was like, nope, help me. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's just to say that like everything's unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. And just know, even whether you have an epidural or you don't, a doula or not. Babies come when yeah. babies come. Yeah. Rap happens. We should, we should end on that. Babies yeah. come when babies, when babies come. come. They sure do. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. I'm. It's been a long time. Yeah. So you guys were perfect. Yes. This is fun. But you talk too long, so now I can't make clips from it unless I work harder and I'm, I'm lazy. Sorry. But we I won't have to edit. Lot. You didn't yeah. say anything crazy that I need to try and figure out how to edit out. Edit out. No. No. <laughs> I might have sworn too much. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You didn't. I feel like I've had worse. <laughs> there has definitely been worse, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Fair enough. All right. Well, I will talk to you. We'll, we'll do this again, and then we'll yeah. try to sucker somebody else in with us. Yeah. Hey, yeah, love yeah. y'all. Bye. Peace. Bye.